Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find the Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? The Monty Show, Wednesday, June 14th, 2023. Hello, Jakey Two Holes. How are you? Hello. Jake's got himself some new PXG golf clubs he's very excited about. You know, we'll talk about golf fittings. How much are you willing to pay for golf clubs? That's on the show today as well. Thanks to our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business, hands down, no doubt about it. It is The Advocates, and I love The Advocates because they understand that when you've been in an accident, when you got hit riding your bicycle, if you got hurt at work today, the last thing you're thinking about is, well, how much do I have for a consultation fee? Or how much of a retainer do I have to put down? No, no, friends. At The Advocates, you do not pay unless and until The Advocates win your case. In fact, you can chat with an attorney live online right now and 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year at theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. Big shout out uh, today to a shocking upset in the comments section. I got to tell you, really surprised that Preston Dorfeld is first one in. Wow. wow. Truck Stop Gumby has been unseated. Wow. Huge upset. In fact, Truck Stop Gumby is third with a cow yeah, turd bomb that's, today. That's some cow turd stuff. Cow wow. turd. Wow. Okay. David Hackettson's second. Mike Chase is here. Patrick Boren is here. He says, we ready, we ready, hey, hey, hey. Damn right, we're ready. Exactly right. Uh, Kyle J says, ain't ducking, no smoke. Ain't ducking, no smoke. Mark324 says, Jakey Two Holes' favorite day. (laughs) C. Kaufman says, happy Wednesday, all. Happy hump day for Jake. (laughs) When did you become the humper on this show? I don't know, dude. Humping and pumping since 1993. (laughs) Apparently. C. Kaufman um, says, happy Wednesday to everyone and happy hump day for Jakey Two Holes. Thank you. Thank you. Kyle J. says, 25 years ago, Jordan pushed off. Damn right. He did not. He did not push off. See, and I think we should get into this a little bit, and, and maybe now is not the time, but that was not a push off. Michael Jordan forever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Delaric, 11 of 22. Can't we get 100% likes going? Come on, everyone. Yeah, like, yeah, what are we go, doing dude. here? Let's go. What are we, What an insult. I don't, I'm just kidding. We appreciate <laughs> if you guys hit the like button. If you are so inclined, please do feel free uh, to join our membership. It's as little as $1.99 a month. You can go all the way up to $9.99 a month. That gets you into our members-only Instagram group uh, where you get all of our breaking news first, the merch we never drop. You get first crack at that, like all our specials, everything you need to know. <laughs> and you get 1,001 pictures of Big Daddy Magic every single day. Right. So there's always that. Uh, hit the join button right now to support the program. We appreciate that. Without further ado, as the Big Ten burns. <laughs> <laughs> a little, little change-up for you Whoa. today. I know. Let me sit up. Like yeah. Usually, we're here talking Pac-12 dying or surviving. 
Today, though, we talk as the Big Ten burns. And an interesting uh, development out of the Big Ten today, we hear that they are chasing ACC schools, Virginia and North Carolina, speaking of Michael Jordan not pushing off, uh, would be the top two targets. And it was interesting as we got into this story We started doing some digging, and one of the first things we heard from our sources around the country was that Florida State is still actively looking to disrupt the ACC. Jake, is it uncouth, or is this exactly the right time for the Big Ten to be making a move? Yeah, I mean, I think the Big Ten, you know, just got their, you know, media, their new media rights deal done. And so I think after, you know, whether you're a a college football conference or a college athletic conference or you're the NBA, let's say, anytime you get a media rights deal done that kind of secures your future for a little while, you're going to go ahead and start shifting your focus to expansion. And I think the Big 12 is uniquely, or I'm sorry, the Big Ten is uniquely positioned uh, to expand. You know, obviously you've got this really beefy TV you know, distribution deal. Uh, And so I think you can afford to look at adding, you know, a couple of teams. And I do think that obviously there is a thirst in the ACC to break that conference up and kind of do some realigning. And I think a lot of the ACC teams, including, you know, your Florida States, you know, your Virginias, your UNCs, I think they're hungry for a fresh media deal. Absolutely, They look at the Big Ten and they're like, damn, you guys are papered up. They look at the Big 12 and they're like, damn, you guys are papered up for the Big 12. Like, we want some more money. And the problem is, is they're locked in until 2035. And, And so you look at this situation and it's like, okay, well, how would you begin to go about breaking up a grant of rights situation that is ironclad, locked up until 2035? Well, you got to put together a majority of schools to do that. So how do you start that process? Well, all the schools need a new home first, right? Before you go to the table and say, hey, we want to break this thing up, everyone needs a new home. So that's why I think right now for the Big Ten, this is perfect timing. You got your media rights deal done. Now it's time to go hunting. I think you're exactly right. I think it is perfect timing. But here's a question that I ask, and I know that this is crazy, I know we tend to get off the rails on this show. What? But if you're Virginia in North Carolina, is it all about the money? Is that all this is? Because aren't they a much better fit in the SEC than they are in the Big Ten? With all due respect to the Big Ten, and I I understand, you know, Brett McMurphy put out a tweet today that I think blew a lot of people's mind. Look at the numbers on here. Look at the numbers on here, you guys. These are the top schools in 2022 in athletic revenue, according to the USA Today. And if you notice right there on top, Ohio State. The. Ohio State at $251 million. Any surprise at Texas? Second. Alabama third at $214 million. Michigan at two ten. Georgia only at 203. How did Alabama get 214 and Georgia's at 203? But look what it is. LSU, Texas A&M, Florida, Penn State, Oklahoma at 10, 177 million. By the way, you might want to go down to 19 and find the Pac-12 somewhere as Oregon's at 153. But is this, is this a visual representation of, of why the Big Ten is a better fit Or am I wrong in saying I think the SEC is a far better fit for Virginia and North Carolina? And I say that because if you're North Carolina specifically, 
I think you are a basketball institution. It, it, yeah. Almost inarguably, North Carolina is a basketball institution. If you go to the Big Ten, yes, you get that $100 million payday. I would assume you're not going to have to like ramp up, but let's say, hey, let's say you get three quarters at $75 million. That doesn't solve the issue that you have travel logistics issue. You have in, in North Carolina, you have SEC schools all around you. It makes your life easy. It makes your student-athlete existence better. Jake, I feel like the SEC is a far better fit for Virginia and North Carolina than the Big Ten. And I think the only trouble with it is is that the SEC is more of a football conference than a basketball conference. And I look at a lot of these ACC schools, and I say, hey, look, this conference has already crowned Clemson for a reason. I mean, you're not a football conference. You're just not. And and you're a, you're a... Uh, a power every year in basketball and so i think you know when you look at it from that perspective it's like okay we know the sec is just better than you at football we just we just know that every single year there's two teams from the sec that were in the four-team college football playoff obviously it's expanded now so kind of a different situation but up until this point it was basically two teams from the sec ohio state and whoever the hell was the fourth team i mean that's essentially what we were looking at so when I look at the when I look at Virginia and UNC, I say, yeah, I mean the SEC travel wise, you know, it's probably a better fit, yeah. But at the same time, it's not like you're talking about, well, hey, are we going to fly from you know North Carolina to Georgia? Or are we going to fly from North Carolina to Oregon? It's not that well, much different. You're talking about flying from North Carolina to Ohio, Michigan, you know, the Midwest. And so when I look at when I look at it from a travel perspective. I, in my opinion, kind of feel like it's, you know, it's sixes really. It's kind of the same thing. But what I struggle with is is if you go in, at, and, and specifically with UNC and Virginia, if those two schools were to go into the SEC, those are bottom feeder football programs for probably two or three years at least. They have, a, they, obviously, they deserve a chance to ramp up. Okay, great. Maybe they ramp up, and all of a sudden, UNC is some football powerhouse, which, in my opinion, is never going to happen. But let's just say it happened. Okay, great. That's perfect world scenario. But if you put UNC and Virginia in the Big Ten, what do we get? Well, we get we get two teams who are basketball first in a conference that, frankly, is super-duper top-heavy in football and better in basketball, more spread out in basketball, better chances in the tournament in basketball than the college football playoffs. So, in my opinion, I think they both offer unique value and good value. It's really just which situation do these schools want to be in. Yeah, and I, I think I look at Virginia a little differently. I think Bronco Mendenhall, obviously, his last two years were not great. But, I mean, they, I mean, they have an Orange Bowl appearance. I think Virginia absolutely can be a, a football powerhouse. Is that to say a national championship contender? Probably not. In basketball, they've proven to be that. Uh, I look at North Carolina. I don't care what Mitch Trubisky has to say about it. I think North Carolina is a basketball school from the jump. Yeah. Um, obviously, Drake May is going to have something to say about that this year. Uh, but I look at I look at at North Carolina individually, and I say you you need to be in the SEC, the Big Ten. I I just I think everybody looks at that hundred million dollar payday, and they're like, oh yeah, I got to get to the Big Ten. I look at this Florida State situation. Our sources telling us that Florida State continues to be a problem for the ACC. And I say to myself, Florida State, if Florida State really wants the Big Ten, I would let them go. Is there anybody who really wants to be teammates with Florida State? 
because it feels like Florida State's that neighbor that's a pain in the ass and wrecks every HOA board meeting, right? Like they're <laughs> yeah. the ones and yeah. it, it's, they just seem like that problem child right now. And I think it's unbecoming. And I think, frankly, it, it lowers their it lowers their value. I look at a program like North Carolina. I, I, it's it's without question. If you could add North Carolina, there's not a conference in this country that wouldn't do that. Thanks. Who wouldn't do that? You look at the basketball history. You look at you know the the national championships. The Dean Smith, the the Dean Dome, Dean Smith. You look at. I mean, it's what Roy accomplished there. You look at all of the the championship two years ago now. You look at all the success, it is not in question. They are a premier brand. Do you want, and, and one of the interesting arguments I think always comes up with North Carolina is North Carolina or. Well, I think one of the best ors is Kentucky right now. North Carolina or Kentucky. And I look at the problems that Cal is having at Le in Lexington. I don't want anything to do with that. I, I feel like it's dysfunction. I feel like, yo, dude. Mm hmm I think, frankly, I think Kansas is a better property in Kentucky right now, and I think North Carolina is better than both. And I look at the SEC, North Carolina going to the SEC and dominate right now today. They they would be arguably the best basketball team in that conference yeah. right yeah. now today. Yep. So I, I I just view, and I, I again, I'm trying not to – we took a lot of heat last week, and everybody was saying that I was slandering. How dare you make fun of Ohio State? Uh -huh. Look, I get it, and, and I'm I'm not even making fun of Ohio State. I everybody said it, is outraged. I said, they're all pissed off, right? Like I, I I said it the other day when when Bucky came knocking on my door. I was like, "Hey, bro, Ryan Day is one of the best coaching stories that nobody talks about because it's just expected." That when Bucky comes to your door, you're gonna bow bow down, bend the knee to Ryan Day in Ohio State, uh -huh. right? Like it, it it just is because he's done such a good job. I think they've done a great job. That doesn't change the fact that the Big Ten is a three team league. Yeah, and I'm stretching to Penn State. It's a three team league until SC and UCLA get there. It's a three team league. Yeah. And it ain't much deeper in basketball than those three teams in football. And the 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 bloviating and the 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 absolute overvaluing of the Big Ten based on their TV deal. It's great that the Big Ten's making a hundred million dollars, and I'm not trying to take that away from them. But please don't sit here and tell me that, oh, this is a great conference. It's not. Oh man, a powerhouse. It's not. It they're not five deep. Ohio State, Michigan and maybe Penn State in football. That doesn't mean the rest are trash. There's another three, four there, but that's it. That's all. That's it. Like, yeah. like I, I, I really struggle with the value of the Big Ten. But, dude, I look at the ACC. There's real brands in that conference. The problem is in football, you already crowned Clemson, right? They've won the 2023 ACC championship. It's a basketball league that wants to play football. The problem is they're in this grant of rights that has them locked into the conference for 57 years, <laughs> right? Like I'm, I, I, I joke, stay hard, right? But we're talking about 10 more years in that league. Yeah, yeah. It's untenable. It is absolutely untenable. And the problem is, there's real value in real money being 
made on college basketball in that league. Yeah. That's the league that Brett Yormark's model needs to work in. That's the league that should be leading the country in college basketball, you know, whether it is revenue, whether it is technology, whether it is innovation. Yeah. Yet it's not because of this grant of rights. And you, it, it, it frankly opened the door to the Big 12 to do a lot of creative stuff over the last 12 months that I think has just been so fantastically handled. Yeah. yeah. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see. I, 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 again, will just say, if I, if, I am, if I am North Carolina and Virginia, I'm going to the SEC. Yeah. I think it's a far better fit. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I fit wise, yeah, sure. I, I, I think I'd also be looking at it from a, you know, a revenue standpoint. Obviously, if you're just after money, the Big Ten's where you want to be, and and you know, again. But isn't that what happened in the ACC? Oh, long grant of rights stability. We're gonna be the. No, you're not. Yeah. No, because you all chase the respect. Because they, they all chase the money, right? Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, prosperity in the Big Ten is very difficult. Very, very difficult. When you have a league, and this is the Super League model, everybody gets excited. Everybody's like, oh, my God, it's a, there's, there's three conferences, and they all have 71 teams. Stay hard. Well, hey, that's cool. Get excited, man. Blood's flowing. How are you going to have a dynasty anymore? How are you going to have rivalries um. anymore? Uh, I don't think super conferences are the way to prosperity in college um. athletics. I don't. I think you got to get rid of the NCAA. I think you got to get rid of grants of rights. And in my opinion, I think you have to have balanced conferences because these two or three team conference models, dude. Yeah. I'm telling you, all you're doing is paying the haves and you are cutting out the have nots. Yep. It, yep. it really is. It really is that simple. Yep. In my opinion. All right. Less of us, more of you on the Monty show. Um, appreciate you guys all being here, all 483 of you. Make sure you hit the like button. Really appreciate that. Uh, appreciate our new members today. Uh, do is a new member of the show. Who the f is that guy? Who the f are you? Shidota, you know. Ekpay you do. I don't you want know. To explain that. Welcome, uh, John Teal gives us two dollars to say Florida State, North Carolina, Miami, and Notre Dame plus four more pack schools. Awesome. Mm. Why is everybody so fixated on Notre Dame? What is it that makes people believe? And John Teal, I'm not telling you you're wrong. What is it that makes people believe that Notre Dame all of a sudden? is going to change their mind and join the Big Ten. In God's name, image, and likeness. Because that's the only thing that makes sense. They're a football independent. And I don't see any way that they just all of a sudden join the Big Ten as a football program and leave their basketball in the ACC. Uh-huh. Does that make sense to anybody? No. That don't make sense to me. Like, I, I look at that Notre Dame situation, I think it's going to be very interesting. Very, very interesting because I personally don't think they're going to join a conference. And if they do, I don't think that it's going to, I don't think it's going to be any conference outside of the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. Because why would they, in yeah, my opinion? They wouldn't. And I think this is why one of the greatest talking points in college sports can Florida State break up the ACC?
Because I'm telling you, it feels like they're trying. Yeah. They're trying. Jeremy Calzone, 23 year, uh, hello, 23 years since the Big Ten has won a men's hoop title, yet every year they are touted as a powerful conference and get the most effing teams into the tournament. It's a joke. Oh, it's all hype. Yeah. It's all, with, uh, and it's again, all hat, no cattle. With, wow. I am, so, <laughs> I am so bricked up over that comment. To drop an all hat, no cattle I'm is so bricked up. Right oh my now. god, Dude, that is incredible. one of your greatest lines ever. I know, isn't it? Ever. Steve Smith says, "Do you think Duke would go to the Big Twelve if UNC goes either to the SEC or the Big Ten? You know, Duke is interesting because Duke, Duke. Duke is Duke. Duke is Duke. Duke is Duke." Uh, but Duke also plays football. Yeah. Duke also plays men's lacrosse, swimming, track, baseball, like full athletic department. But Duke and Carolina have to play for games of consequence every single year, multiple times in basketball. Yep. And if that's broken up, I think it is an absolute travesty of justice in college athletics. Yeah. Duke, Carolina, and basketball, and I don't care if you don't know a single player, Duke Carolina in basketball is a must. Yeah. Agreed. And it has been for me for 40 years. But I think Virginia for college basketball fans is one of those teams too. I mean, Virginia has been really good and they've given, you know, Duke and UNC mm -hmm. and all those guys a, a run for their money. And I, and I think, you know, again, they don't have that same swag. They don't have that same heritage, but no, they don't. Duke UNC, uh, plus Duke, Virginia. Duke UNC, Duke UNC is what rivalries are about. Yeah. It, and I know everybody says, oh, well, Monty, hey, um, you know, you got to check out the Buckeyes and the Wolverines. You know, it's it's Michigan and the Ohio State. And I mean, Zaga. it's at the shoe, bitches. Like, it's we're ready to go. Duke Carolina at the Dean Dome. The Duke, Dean Dome. Duke Carolina at Cameron Indoor. Good night. Yeah. Good night. Yeah. Zion can bust up some more shoes. Good night. Like, that's a game you'll pay thousands of dollars to go to. Duke Carolina at the, the ACC championship game? Please. Please. Play, child, please. Like, that's what, that's what college sports should be about. But too many times it's not. And, and it's, it, to me, it's unfortunate. Uh, Hero 75. The Big Ten looking at the ACC tells me that they have decided which teams, if any, they would take from the Pac-12 if it falls, and those teams know it. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt that Stanford, Cal, Washington, and Oregon are, are as good as gone. Yeah. I mean, it, it is, to me anyway, um, I think you have to have it. I think you absolutely have to have it. And I think it's one of those things that is not negotiable. Mm -hmm. it, it's not negotiable. And I, I think when you look at, you look at the Big Ten and where they are now. If you add, and, and let's get crazy. I mean, let's get delusional. Let's, let's smoke some ayahuasca, uh, drink some peyote, whatever your flavor is. Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Cal. Virginia, <coughs> North Carolina, <coughs> and Notre Dame. Who says no? Who says no? Because you think you're making a hundred million now, you add those, you add those teams, those seven teams, dude. It's now you're cooking with gas. It's a lot, 
And maybe you balance it with maybe you balance it with Virginia Tech. Maybe you balance it with Duke. How did that, but Duke doesn't fit academically in the Big Ten with Northwestern and Stanford, do they? <laughs> Could you imagine Duke, Carolina, Virginia, Notre Dame, Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Cal? Yeah. Uh, you would have every academic institution worth a crap in your conference. And you'd clearly be the the I mean, come on. Yeah. You're talking about you're talking about the bee's knees at yeah. this point. Like, I mean, it is that would be unbelievable. Yep. Unbelievable. Yep. Uh Bryce Martin says, I bet Duke goes where UNC goes and they'll be like Texas and Oklahoma. I hope so. I hope so, because you just can't you can't replicate that. Elaine Tran, how the heck are you? I think they will go to the big. We'll see. MH5, my two-year-old will, will just about be graduated from high school before the ACC TV deal is over. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <sighs> you know, before that, guys, before, guys, guys, before guys, the grant of rights is over in the ACC. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. We're going to grow new redwood trees out behind the, the barn. Like, it's going to be unbelievable. Like, who thought that was a good idea? Somebody. And I know we say this almost every day on the show. Yeah. Who thought that was a good idea? Uh, I don't know either because that was a terrible idea. Yeah. I don't know who thought that committing to something for that long was. I mean, bro. Like an a. That there's, it's just like not why? sustainable. Why would you? It's just not sustainable. John Teal for $2 says they join or they get a visit from old two holes. Old two holes. You consulting some conferences now, huh? Good old two holes. Uh, hey, good old two holes here. Hey, um, uh, hey, uh, Commissioner Sankey, uh, Jakey Two Holes is on the phone. I want you to listen to me. <laughs> Could you imagine Jake being the decision maker of you know, like high level, high level? College expansion. I I couldn't even imagine it. No. I couldn't imagine it. No, I'm good. No, bruh. I'm good. I couldn't even imagine it. So uh, I'm fine. I'm completely uh, fine. I don't yeah, I don't think yeah, so. No. Tanner Plummer says old two holes. That's gonna be Jake's nickname when he turns eighty. Yeah. Exactly right. Exactly right. Shy bone. Okay. Uh, Big B two twelve team divisions total of twenty four National League coast to coast. You, you're not that far off. I mean, if we're being honest, you're really not that far off. Yeah. It, it, I mean, are we really that far off? No. No, we're not. Uh, Truck stop Gunny Gumby Monty will be on Social Security before the ACC grant of rights runs out. Damn. Well, I mean, listen, I, I, I am I am on a lot of things, including Bucked Up Energy Miami, which I have sitting right here. Yeah. And I've been thinking about opening it, so the taste buds have been watering. It really hit me. Dude, Miami's the best in the business. Uh, I say it every day on the show. Uh, I, I didn't have my Miami today. Admittedly, driving in from good old uh, South County today, I was a little crabby. Uh-huh. Driving into the um, to, to the studio, and it was you know it was cured. Took a buck shot. Now I'm drinking a, a, a bucked up energy. Whoa, Careful, bro! A Miami. I almost call it a Miami. Drinking a, a bucked up Miami, dude. It is it is the best. 
It reminds me of Hawaii because it's got kind of a pina colada taste. Yeah, it's pretty good, dude. It's pretty dang good. Mm-mm-mm. Smooth. Easy as the Rocky Mountain stream. Smooth. That's course Light. But anyway, the point is, bucked up energy? Absolutely, you guys. I love it every day. I tell you. Um, I don't want you to take my, my word for it. Get in the description below. We have two great free sample offers for you. Uh, the first one is Buckshot, and I don't know what more I can say about Buckshot. Um, it gives you a lift. It is absolutely one of those things where, hey, man, I got back from lunch, and I am tired. Yeah, I'm going to hit a Buckshot so I can power through the rest of my day. Hey, you know, I didn't sleep great last night. I'm going to start the day with a bucked-up Buckshot. Absolutely right. It lifts your mood. You, you quite literally feel mental energy, yes. and, and I absolutely love it. Whether I'm golfing, preparing for the show, whether I am you know selling or meeting with clients, it doesn't matter. Buckshot makes the conversation better. Get six free samples in the description below as well. The buck bar is there. I tell you again, you guys know on this show, if you've watched the show for any amount of time, I have really struggled with protein bars until now. Because the buck bar is just next level and not because it's from bucked up. Am I telling you this? I am telling you this because I know how many people struggle to find a bar they like. And I don't know what you guys say in the comments section, but I think when you look at the the bar market in this country, they're either full of sugar or it's it's crazy to me that we don't have a quality bar until right now with the buck, buck bar from bucked up. You look at the fact that they use whey protein isolate, the very best of the best, lactose-free um, protein crisps, which are high-protein crisps made with real milk to deliver uh, great texture and flavor. And the best part about these bars, they use natural flavoring like dates. So they're not real, you know, like a, a lot of people are watching like their, their blood sugar and Dude, it's low glycemic. I absolutely love the Buck Bar. Get a sampler pack free sent right to your front door in the description below. Absolutely love it. Um, Kurt Peters says, if you like pina colada and getting bucked in the rain. You you don't even know what that's from. Pina colada. You don't even know what that's from, dude. It's a song, bro. Uh, If you like pina coladas. mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. Anyway, uh, Gary yeah, says, question. when's the next warehouse sale? Next year, unfortunately, bucked up warehouse sales only once a year, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. the that's Once the worst. a year. You know, which is fine. But you, the, the warehouse sale was, was amazing. Uh, all right, let's keep rolling through your comments. Uh, LV Seminole says, Monty, your product promo transitions are the things of legend. Bravo. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. We, um, Roger Sales, Roger Sales, uh, at the, at the, uh, soccer match the other night was like, you have me laughing in the grocery aisles. We try. Yeah. We absolutely try. T-Duck. What's up, T-Duck? Big 10 adds CU before Utah. You know, we almost made it a whole week without somebody just absolutely disrespecting the Utah Because it's garbage. Could be. Could absolutely oh, hell, no be. Cattle, bro. Christopher Shannon, security wanted to have a contractual revenue assured. It's it's stupid idea because TV networks need the university's content. I'm telling you now, 
there is no question in my mind that grant of rights are going away. Yeah. It's just, it, it's not a smart business model for a university. Yeah. I mean, if you are Notre Dame, why are you signing your grant of rights over to a conference who are going to take them and sell them to a network? Just doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't you just sell them to a network? You're Notre Dame football, man. Like, that's what's crazy. That's what's really crazy to me. Uh, it's fair. What's up, buddy? This is why people throw shade at ESPN. The super conferences are killing rivalries. It's terrible. But I don't think it has to be that way. And that's what I, I hate about college football right now. I, it just doesn't need to be that way. We don't need. Like, we don't have to skip out on BYU-Utah every year. They just need to schedule it. I think it's so, what's the word, frustrating, disappointing. Like, pick the word you want to use. It's incredibly deflating to me that we don't get some great robberies. Like, are we going to lose Notre Dame-USC? Maybe. Now that they're in the Big Ten, can you imagine USC playing Notre Dame in November? As a member of the Big Ten, I have a hard time believing that's still available. Like that, and it's really disappointing. Are, are we are we ever going to see year in and year out Notre Dame and Michigan? Are we ever going to see Utah and BYU? Are we ever going to see things like the Red River Shootout? Are we ever no, going to no, see no. like if you think about if you think about Bedlam? Is Bedlam ever going to be played again? Is anybody is anybody ready to go out on a limb and say, hey, yeah, well, we got the Red River Shootout. We don't need Bedlam. Because we need Bedlam. We need Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Is that a real question? We need Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, yes. Washington State. Yes. We need that. BYU and Utah. But I'm telling you, North Carolina and Duke, those kind of rivalries are dead now. Like there are, there are so few and the new ones, you just don't get new ones because there's been so much tumult and turnover. Yeah. So you, you, we miss all of the greatness. We wind up getting, hey, is Kirby better than Saban? That's what we get. And it's because you look at how big these conferences are going to be and they're bloated and they're going to continue to bloat more because yes. there's more money in it. Yes. Yes. But there is. You look at this. Again, we've talked about it ad nauseum, so I apologize. But you look at this nine-game schedule thing with Sankey and the SEC. If ESPN pays, and there are indications that ESPN is willing to pay for that ninth game, yeah, at the SEC is going to play nine games. The SEC is going to play nine games. But what does that mean? We're gonna we're yeah. We're gonna push out a non-con game. Yep. And all the rivalries are gonna be in conference. Right? So now what happens again? And you can just look at realignment. <coughs> you just look at realignment, man. Like you look at BYU. If Utah doesn't join the Big 12, that series is dead. Yeah. It's over. Yep. Uh, if if Utah winds up either staying in the pack or going to the Big Ten, or if they don't join the Big 12, BYU and Utah are done. It's a real shame. And, and it just, there's no need for it. There is there is no need for it at all. Uh, Midnight Magic Musings. Is Jerky Two Holes name, image, and likeness? Okay, first of all, it's not Jerky Two Holes. Are you sure? Can, can you please get my name right, bro? I just added you to our members-only group chat. And now you're getting my name wrong, bro. Yeah. In God's name, I mean, image, and likeness. You know. Uh, phenomenal Hebrew. I like it. 
The Big Ten is not adding Utah under no circumstances. Wow. Well, I don't know if it's under no circumstances, but I would I would guess that Utah is not high on the list of the Big Ten. And again, I know that Ute fans don't want to talk about it. Yeah. But if you are a Utah fan, and hello to everybody watching in Salt Lake City. If you are a Utah fan, you should be hoping you go to the Big 12. Yeah. Because that's where you belong. It's just a natural fit. It's perfect. It's where the most money is. It is where athletic prosperity is. Yes. It's where you belong. And everybody, I understand, Ute fans want, well, we belong at that. You, you deserve what you I want. It. And you've earned the payday in the Big 12. You've earned a rivalry with Brigham Young. Brigham. Brigham. Like you've earned that. Yeah. That's, that's where you belong. And at some point, I think Pac-12 membership will get over this idea that, oh, well, I mean, if we have to step down to the Big 12. Uh, um, dude, I got news for you. When you're in the Pac-12, you're not stepping down to anything. Get out a ladder because you're stepping up. Yeah. Because right now, you're not in line financially to make what they're making in the Big 12. It's not the best situation, and you, we all know that. You don't have a seat at the table after this season. I mean, when, when SC and UCLA are gone, can, can you imagine a scenario where Pac-12 schools are highly sought after um, for big games and big bowl games? And I can in Oregon and Washington and Utah. But then what? What do you say to Washington State? Hey, um, you know, hey, we're the uh, Fiesta Bowl, Washington State. We'd love, we'd love you not to play here. <laughs> hey, uh, it's the Orange Bowl, uh, Commissioner uh, or President Schultz at Washington State. I know you're about to be fired, but we wouldn't want you to play in our game either. Well, it's the optics, right? Like the optics, you know, the optics are bad. Yeah, the optics, right? But that's that's my point. If you're yeah. Washington State, Oregon State, you're you're. If you're right now, if you're Stanford and Cal, Cal's going to fire Wilcox after the season. Let's be honest about it. Yep. Right. So if you're Stanford, Cal, Oregon State, Washington State, you're you're in real trouble. You're in real trouble. If you are Arizona, Arizona State, I, and I think much less Arizona. But if you're Arizona State, what's your real value athletically? I'm waiting to. Because Ray Anderson keeps talking about how loyal and faithful he is as an athletic administrator to the Pac-12. We haven't even thought about other conferences. Ray Anderson at Arizona State, please stop talking because you're damaging yourself. You're, you're, and the thing that, again, and, and if it, 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 I'm happy to roll on the, on the Pac-12 thing because, again, I will, I will just say I don't understand this vomiting on microphones that's going on with presidents and administrators in the Pac-12. That's an issue. I just don't understand it. Yep. And I want to understand it. And look, Ray Anderson at Arizona State, who I know a little bit from our time in, in, in Arizona, Ray, you've been nothing short of an abject failure as an, as an athletic director. Let, let's not... Let's not like, hey, but we're, this is who we are. We suck before I was here. We suck just a tiny bit less. <coughs> well, actually, that's not true. We suck far more now that I'm here, but it's not my fault because I hired my best friend to be the football coach and, and fire him on time. <laughs> it actually is your fault. And, and then going on, going on Sun Devil podcasts and talking about how, 
you know, Bobby Hurley, he's done a great job because he's, you know, lost every one of his players to the transfer portal. Oh. I don't know if you know this, Ray. Kids go where they want to play, and they didn't want to play at Arizona State. Um, so, yeah, that's not a thing of the system. That's a thing of you guys are a pain in the ass to deal with Yeah, for kids. Unequivocally, I, I cannot couch this. Ray Anderson's an abject failure as an athletic director. Yeah. And he should not be the athletic director at Arizona State. And as long as he keeps talking, the damage is done. You're just driving nails into your athletic budget coffin, Ray. That's all you're doing. Because n- nobody is excited about Sun Devil football coming to the Big Ten. <laughs> nobody like, can you guys imagine Commissioner Sankey's like, well, man, whew, we better expand. Uh, North Carolina or, no, no, no we got to yeah. get Arizona State. Nobody says that. Man, Duke. <sighs> Coach K's not there anymore. I mean, we got to have a guy like Ray Anderson in our conference. Is Ray Anderson not the, the best example of Pac-12 arrogance? Well, it is, but, you know, we got to get Ray into the SEC so that we have another easy win. We just want to check that box. Yeah, we're playing nine games now. (laughs) Like, nobody is is calling, Ray. Nobody is coming to save you. I mean, just the fact that yesterday, I believe it was, he went on that podcast again and said something to the effect of, we're not even thinking about other conferences. We're firmly in the pack. Like, just the way he says it, it's like, dude, do you are you just completely unaware of the fact that your conference may not exist next year? Or, or are you just completely oblivious to the idea that your school is going to suffer? It is going to wilt under the Arizona sun if you don't get a new media deal. Are you just unaware of that? Are 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 you just so brainwashed that you think that staying in the pack is a good idea? Dude. I, that's what I don't understand. I can get down with if an AD uh, at any school in the Pac-12 is like, yeah, you know, we'd really like to stay in the Pac. Like, you know, we like the relationships. Like, we're comfortable here. We'd like to stay here, but I'm good with that. I'm fine with that, which is what the Rick Georges of the world and many other people in the Pac have said. But I cannot get down with, hey, we're not even thinking about those conferences to our East. And and we're firmly in the pack. We're 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 dedicated to this conference. I, I I just don't know how you are running that narrative out there. I, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And the hard part is, you don't hear, you don't hear Arizona saying stupid shit like, "Well, we've never even considered another conference." No, you hear oh, there talking about you have their private president saying, "Well, you know, um, Big Twelve is a power basketball pro- conference," because. Arizona's a basketball school. Right. Right? You, you have Colorado openly courting. Like, you can't keep doing this thing where you're spinning. Well, we've never... Why, another conference? Why would we be doing that? The Everything's fine. Like, and, and he's the guy, Ray Anderson's the guy, standing in the middle of a house, a mansion that is burning down that you paid $50 billion for, and you're like, everything's fine as you throw another, you know, those wax solo cups that we all used to drink yeah. out of when we were kids, yeah. right? Like just a wax solo cup of water. Yeah, everything's fine. We're in a control position. It's a little smoke, but I mean, fire, what fire? That's I mean, no fire. fire. I mean, come on, dude. That's what Ray Anderson's doing right now. It's a joke. And, and, and it's remarkable to me. I've never understood it. I don't understand it now, but again, It's why Arizona is a better institution.
Like, you would think at some point, PAC schools, or hell, even in the ACC, right? Like, it may get here to the in the ACC. At some point, you would think that these schools would openly talk about the fact. They would openly say things like, yeah, I think Brett Yormark is a great commissioner. I think, you know, they're doing a great job over there in the Big 12. Uh, you know, we, we, we understand the value of the Big 12, and it's certainly something that, you know, we got to look at. But right now, the, the reality is we're in the Pac-12, and, and we got to wait to see what our TV distribution deal number comes yep. in at. Like, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, kind of starting to slowly but surely work your way to saying something like we're going to the Big 12. But you won't even say that. Instead, you're going to have this stance of, no, the Big 12 is below us, and we're the best conference in the land. Yeah, and I, 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 I don't understand it. It's absolutely I, insane. I don't understand it. By the way, the uh, FedEx lady is standing at my door right now, knocking on my camera. Um, um, um. She is standing at my door going, hey, bro. I, and I love when, because a, a solar solicitor did this several months ago. Where, you know when I have a ring doorbell camera at my front door and my back door and my side gate and my garage door? Right. It's like totally covered in all these cameras. My house is Fort Knox. Right. But anyway, the point is, and they're all like, hey, man, is there anybody in this? Thing? Hey, hello? Are you guys? Are you guys? Greg Sankey, are you in there? Like, they're all like, hey, uh, I, don't know if, I don't know if you guys know this, but you can't see anything in there. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking for? Well, I'm trying to see my fortune, bitches. <laughs> hey, we're looking for the Pac-12 TV deals. Is it in here? Anyway. Anyway, the Monty Show. Uh, let's get more of your comments in here. Uh, EU Junior 4SC says, USC has said from day one that Notre Dame game isn't going anywhere. The alumni, the alumnists, uh, have too much say, and NBC will want the game to continue. At worst, the game gets moved early in the season because of the Big Ten forces it. My biggest concern is that this is what every rivalry has said. And, I, and I'm, I'm being serious. Oh, Notre Dame and Michigan? I'm, I mean, Lou Holtz and Bo Schembechler? Oh, my God. It'll never end. Come on, man. Just saying. Catholics versus convicts. Where's that rivalry? <coughs> Notre Dame's had a lot of rivalries. A lot. Had. And I love SC. My boy, Chad Hagobalobian. My, I have a lot of SC friends, you pricks. Like, I, I, I do. I'm a Notre Dame guy. I knew all too well that the Catholics, they're all liars. We, they're Catholic. They li it's what, probably a different Don't show. lie to me. As a recovering Catholic, there you go. There you go. As a recovering Catholic, I can tell you, the truth is not always the truth. Where is the Italian? And the only thing that we can rely on is Jesus. Christ. In God's name, image, and likeness. He's a Notre Dame fan. God bless. But that does not mean that Notre Dame and USC are going to con continue to play in junior. I hope or Euro. Yeah, whatever your name is. I have no idea. But my point is EUJR4SC. Gilstrap. I hope Gilstrap. Yeah. I hope you're right. I absolutely hope you're right. Man, what I hope Gilstrap's here. Yeah. I hope you're right. Gilstrap in here right now? Brad Turner, anyone else a Logan listener that golfs? Want to go with me at Logan River? No, somebody but reach you out can go to Canyons with us. Oh! Oh! Uh, somebody reach out to Brad Turner. <laughs> Elaine Tran says, LMAO sensitive, aren't we, eye patch? Oh, boy. Are there fights going on? Uh, Ron Loney says, let the Pac-10 burn. 
Okay. The eye patch says BYU fans have yet to play a Big 12 game and aren't even members until July 1st, but they already think that they're shot callers of the conference. If you ain't first, you're last. I don't think there's a BYU fan who thinks they're a shot caller in the Big 12. I think BYU fans are clutching their caffeine-free Diet Cokes, <laughs> thanking their lucky yeah. white salamanders that they're in the conference. Because I think they're white salamanders. Again, speaking of USC fan friend bases, I don't think I have a bigger fan friend base than that of the why. This is why. I know quite a few BYU alumni. Um, a guy, a, a BYU alumni I know that lives in Austin is absolutely like, whew, love the fact that we're in the Big 12. Too bad Texas is gone. Seriously. Tax conversation like two weeks ago. Uh, Elaine Tran also says, uh, NBC going all in for NBA. They won't bid for Notre Dame. They will. I don't think there's any doubt. They've already talked about it. Swarbrick leaving Notre Dame and installing an NBC TV executive as his replacement probably tells you all you need to know. J.K. Marshall, a new rivalry has been born. <laughs> UTEP versus ASU. <laughs> sleeping giant, bro. UTEP. You don't start with the sleeping giant crap. Don't. You've been a decent human being today. Well. You bring up the sleeping giant stuff and violence me and It makes me a loving father no, it's, and a decent human being. That's I'm not today, I'm not. Not today, I'm not. So I didn't get a new PXG club. I did hey, not. Take it. Yeah, See ya. Sucker. Uh truck stop gumby, ASU versus New Mexico State should be a rivalry. Hey! JD, how about ASU and San Diego State? Uh, OG Gary says maybe ASU knows they aren't getting in the 12. Could be. Kyle J with the yellow Mustang. Is that a Mach 1, Kyle J? Uh, BYU versus Built Bar is the new rivalry. <laughs> Damn. Don't get me started on the Built Bar deal. Curtis says it looks like Pac-12's options are CW scripts. It's not scripts. I'd be, it, oh, I shouldn't say that. Ryan Lawler, the president of Script Sports, has been on this show twice. We've asked him twice. Hey, dude, um, any chance you're talking to the Pac-12? No, absolutely no, not. No, ah. no, 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 no. That's, that's a no for me. No. Minutes parade. You know, like he's like, no, I'm out. No. <laughs> and then I said, what would it do to your network? He's like, ow. Ow. Uh, ow. Ow. <laughs> Still one of the greatest videos ever. Ow. Ever. Uh, Ow. <laughs> meow. Tom Dean says, so the Big Ten and the SEC want UNC and Virginia. Has there ever been any other school that those two conferences both wanted? Only all of them. Yeah. Only all of them. Uh, Owen Lovell, what's up, Owen? Good to see you, man. BYU should spin up their Cougar rivalry. Washington State versus Houston versus BYU. Cougon, Cougon, Coug action. You're out of your freaking mind, does Washington – I'm serious, and I'm not even trying to pile on Washington State. What happens to Washington State? Because it's garbage. If we're, if we're all being honest, what happens to Washington State? Because I feel like they're broke. Um, and the right move I don't, for – I don't know. Well, I, I, I don't know if uh, – I don't know quite – I don't quite know how to answer that, to be honest. Um, what do you do, Washington State? Well, you go to tridaytraining.com slash Monty – 
so that you can begin making thousands of dollars a day. Did I mean, you couldn't have said it better myself. I know. You couldn't have because I'm more, I'm more talented. Yeah. Uh, but did you guys know that at uh, TridayTrading.com, they're going to teach you in their systems, in their algorithms, in their processes of becoming a prolific day trader. And whether you want to do that as a part-time side gig or you want to go all in and build a business for yourself, work for yourself, build the life you've always dreamed of, TridayTrading.com has an answer for you. And it's pretty simple, folks. It's a 10-day, 30-day trial membership. $10, 30-day trial membership. In, out, done. That's it. It's really simple. It's a $10 charity donation. And you get a 30-day membership where you're going to get all the coaching you want. You and, and it's not like you get just a small version of what they do. You're all in, dude. For $10, you're all in at TridayTrading.com slash Monty. All you guys have to do is go in and you're going to see you're going to get partnered up with a coach who's going to work with you at your pace and on your time. So if you're obviously, if you're keeping your full-time job, hey, they respect that. You have to work. They're going to set up a coach that can help you in your off hours. If it's your full-time all-in deal, they're going to work with you full-time to get you all in. And at the end of that 30 days, you're going to make a decision. Hey, this is for me. I love it which is what nine out of 10 people say, dude. Hey, I see how I'm going to make at least $1,000 a day doing it full-time. I see how I'm going to make hundreds of dollars a day doing it part-time. Everybody goes all in because it's, it's easy, it's fun, it's thrilling, and it makes you money. And I've, I, if I ask you the same question I ask every day about TridayTrading.com, will your answer be different today? Did you make $1,000 today at work? Oh, you didn't. Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Did you make $250 today at work? Oh, you didn't. Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Are you an Uber driver? Are you a Lyft driver? Are you a DoorDasher? Are you somebody who is busting your ass outside of the home? Stop doing that. Spend time with your wife. Spend time with your kids. Spend time with the dog. Tridaytrading.com. Change your life for $10 in 30 days. Change your life, folks. $10 in 30 days. TridayTrading.com is the way to go. Uh, all right, let's run through some comments uh, here. Robbie, whoa, hello, comment dump. Robbie Carter, yes, I want Utah on the Big 12 all day long. Yeah. I, it just makes so much sense, Robbie. And it's a league that they can come in and compete in. And again, you put Utah into the, the Big 12. They, they can compete at a very high level now. The question is, and again, I ask Utah fans, you know, people watching in Utah or in Salt Lake City, do you believe that the, the run-in Ute men's basketball program can be rebuilt and claim their spot? I think it's an uphill climb, but the yeah. money is there. I mean, it's there, but I think the problem is, is you're not like, like, it, let's say... I'll just use Virginia as an example. Virginia, let's say Virginia goes through a spell where they're terrible in basketball specifically. And then five years after that, they're good again. Well, everyone believed they could be good again because at one time they were national championship good. The problem with Utah is, yeah, you had a good program. No no doubt about it. But, but were you ever really like national championship can beat anybody at any time good? And... And the answer is no. So do I think that Utah could build their basketball program up to a point where they were competitive and maybe they were around a 32 team? Yeah, absolutely. I don't believe on any level ever 
that they will compete for a national championship in basketball because they wow. are a football ever. school. Ever. Ever. They are I, a see, football school, bro. I'm telling you that the University of Utah, in my experience, I believe that they can do both. I think they their athletic director in, in Salt Lake City is Mark Harlan. Mark's a guy that is building programs there. You look at their you look at their athletic department, you look at whether it's softball, whether it's gymnastics, football, I mean certainly football. You look at what they've done in track and field, like they he is a program builder. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Yes, they can win in basketball. And hey, I'm all open to the idea that I'm I'm dumb and I don't know what I'm talking about. I think they can but, be a tournament team. I just I have doubts about national championships, you know, being at that level. That's that's I, a high level, bro. But I just think there's too much money to be made for them to just suck year in and year out and make no moves doing it. But how many teams are there in the country? Uh, you know, that are just yeah, hey, we made the round of 64, made third round of 32, sweet 16. And well, that's a great year for us. I mean, yeah. how many how many of those like you know, and we had this death match yesterday about San Diego State, but I think they're a good example. I mean, San Diego State is a team that should be a tournament staple, and Absolutely. they should make that money every single Absolutely. year. Absolutely. Now, national championship, obviously, I have some reservations, yeah, I don't know but about that. but but I look at Utah and I look at some of these other teams in the pack, and I just say, dude, like you got like Arizona State, no, 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 never, no, 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 no. Now that team down south, no, not BYU, Arizona. That's a team that I could be like, okay. But flip the coin. Yeah. Flip the coin and can Arizona, will Arizona, the Arizona Wildcats in Tucson. A player's program. Where they're out of water. Program. Will they ever win a national championship in college football? No. Nope. But I, I think I can say confidently that Utah can win a national championship in basketball. Their women's team almost did it. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess it's... I hadn't, I hadn't considered the women's side. That's a, that's a very fair point. The well, women's side had an excellent year. I've heard that about you. No question about it. All right, let's get Calzones. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do Calzones. Papa Murphy's does Calzones? Oh, I think you mean I do the Calzones. And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Well, we do it with fresh ingredients and hand-shredded cheese tucked in a scratch-made dough. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. Hey, don't forget the calzones. Order now at papamurphys.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza, the official pizza of the Monty Show. Make sure you download the Papa Murphy's mobile app on your phone. Super easy. We used it the other day. Love the fact that we get in here at 7 a.m. We grind our asses off, order our, our calzones at 8 o'clock in the morning for 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Mrs. Monty hey, swings Monty. by and picks them up, puts them in the uh, Traeger smoker. By the time I get home, she's got dinner on the table. Dude, if she was here, she would smack me. Silly. Um, but no, it's it, it really is convenient. And that's what I love about Papa Murphy's. Never mind the fact that it's fantastic. Stack your order like this, guys. Calzones, marinara meatball. Dump it on top of the calzones, Yeah, please. dump it. Make sure you get your take and bake s'mores or your chocolate chip cookies. Boom, done. Out of here. Boom. So good to go. Papa Murphy's Pizza, the official pizza of the Monty Show, presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business, The Advocates. Guys, you never pay to talk to somebody about your injury, to talk to somebody about your workman's comp, 
to talk to somebody about the fact that you got hit walking down the street today because somebody was meandering across the road looking at their cell phone. Jake and I are motoring down the freeway today and there's a semi truck just drifting lanes. Just drifting around. Just drifting lanes. Um, Corrected. um, um, But you see that every single day. If that happens to you, you didn't deserve to be in that accident, but you do deserve somebody to fight for you that's what the advocates are all about, where you never pay a retainer, you never pay a consultation fee. In fact, you can talk to an attorney live right now at theadvocates.com, 24-7, 365, chat with an attorney on their website because you don't pay the advocates unless and until they win your case at theadvocates.com. How the heck are you? Happy hour number two of the show. Kyle J says, Jake doesn't know Utah played for a title in 1998. Look, he wasn't born. Note you said played for a title. Elaine Tran says, Utah can't hoop. Now we're going to have Utah fan versus non-Utah fan. Gary Godoroff, Gary, how are you? Wasn't Gary in the hospital yesterday? Um, I think. I think that's HIPAA. Jakey two holes to host Wheel of Fortune. I meant to talk about that today. <laughs> Pat Sajak yeah, from dude. Wheel of Fortune retired. Yeah. yeah, dude. You're saying that like you know. Oh, I know yeah, man. Him, what dude. a loss. What are you what talking loss. about, bro? Loss. I, I know show. him. I grew up on him, I mean, bro. Listen, at first Alex Trebex and now fucking, yeah. you know. Come on, dude. Pat Smajak. Yeah. You know. Come on. And Vanna Black. I mean, it's. You know who Vanna is? No. You don't know who Vanna White is. Uh, probably do. I just don't know her name. All right, Google Vanna White. Uh, Vanna White. Do you guys uh, understand? Oh yeah, I know Vanna White. Do you guys yes. understand? Yes, I know Vanna White. Do you understand the challenges of being a parent in twenty twenty three? Vanna's got it. Vanna. I know Vanna's got <laughs> Vanna. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. The fact that you don't know who Vanna White is is oh very God, terrible. Dude. Vanna's very got terrible. Vanna. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just some dude in South Carolina. South Carolina. Gives us $5 to kick off hour number two on the Monty Show. Louisville, Virginia Tech, and Pitt to the Big 12 to pair with Cincinnati and West Virginia. I mean, it's not bad. It's nah, not bad. Bro. Not a bad idea, but I don't think that happens. I'm going to commit a sacrilege on the show. I just, Cincinnati. I want you. No, coach, we're not. Yeah, we're really focused on Philadelphia right now. <laughs> Is there anybody who's like, huh, what can we do to strengthen our conference? Yeah, we're focused on the Jets today. I better call Louisville. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, after what Patino did there. <laughs> I don't give a vapor's fuck. Let's get Louisville on. Yeah. I mean, Denny Crum is now dead. Let's get his get, ass on the phone. Let's get Louisville from the grave on the phone. Let, nobody is like, oh, man, dude. If we had Louisville, maybe Patino would come here. Now, we'd have to close all the Italian restaurants in town. But Rick Patino... Wonder if Kevin Ware and his leg would like to go to the oh, Big fuck 12. Off. It, why would you bring it? Dude, he broke his leg. Rick, but. You're welcome. 
Can it, just one day, oh can, my God, can you dude. not ruin one of the best jokes ever every single day just once? Um, I'm talking about a, a, a coach, Rick Pitino, <laughs> who got a woman pregnant in an Italian restaurant oh out of wedlock where he said it lasted three seconds. And you're like, oh, yeah, how about that dude who broke his leg in half? <laughs> his name is Kevin, okay? You remember Kevy? Yeah. And his two legs? Actually, it was one leg. It looked like two because it snapped in half, but it was it's one. Really unfair. Can you just one day of your life not ruin my best joke? <laughs> I'm talking about a dude getting a cannoli at an Italian oh. restaurant. You're like, oh, man, this kid broke his leg. No, I think homegirl was getting a cannoli. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Carl Adams says Louisville. Oh, no. Hello, Carl Adams said Louisville used to be good. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah, they did. Uh, Adam D says Jake wasn't old enough to remember uh, the back-to-back Final Fours. No, it wasn't. Nat- I'm not old enough to remember the Natty. Uh, Truck Stop Gumby says Vanna White is greater than the Pac-12. Hey, she's got a TV deal. Or maybe she's going to the Pac-12. She could. Kurt Peters, Vanna was looking good even in old age. Hell dude, yeah, dude. Vanna's going to Vanna. Hell yeah. Um, uh, Carlos Knuckles. Yes, she does. Vanna's got Vanna. Tom Dean, Jake, you are such a bad person. I, you, this is your fault that we on this show are now going to have to read Kevin Ware Bro. broken leg jokes because you're an asshole, and I hope you understand that. Buddy in his leg. Buddy. Tom Dean, Kevy two legs. Dude, you are so mean. Here I am. Dude. Kevy two legs. <laughs> wow. Uh, salty drunk. Next, Jake will say he doesn't know Australia's greatest export, L. McPherson. Oh, my goodness gracious. <sighs> L. McPherson. Truck stop Gumby. Vanna still got them that man- mana. Okay. Okay. You know. The fact that you don't know who Vanna White is is ridiculous. No, phenomenal Hebrew. Vanna is friggin' overrated. Waves in opposition. Come You're on, a hater, bro. Uh, Desu, D-S-E-W. Desu? Uh, Mrs. Monty going to be upset with you guys tonight, every night, every single night. Uh, Mark324, Pat Sajak got a woman pregnant in an Italian restaurant. No! I'm so bricked up right now. You know? No, dude. All these stories run together. You know, I'm just saying. Yeah, kind of like Buddy in the Italian restaurant. And donuts. Uh, I'd tap Zach. I'd tap that. <laughs> Sign Zach Wilson. Yes, it, yes, yes. It's Zach Milfson, please. No, no, no. Uh, Josh Bazan. What about Margot Robbie? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah, dude. now you know. Oh, yeah, Margot Robbie. I've been Robbie. a rich man <laughs> and I have been a poor Let me man. Let tell you about Margot Robbie. Yeah, dude. Come on. <laughs> uh, the iPad says great great grandpa remembers 1985. Stop. Stop. Uh, like button casuals. Yeah. Where are we at here? We've had, uh, let's see. Oh, we're not doing too bad. 2,000 views and 173 likes. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, Renee Roca says Vanna. Is a legendary hottie, a national treasure. Yeah. Uh, Spangler, wasn't Pat Sajak? That was Rick Pitino. Yeah. 
We know, dude. It, can, it's, it was a joke. It was. It, I didn't make the joke. Yeah, it was. It was a cannoli joke. Okay. Roger Abbott says, "Wait, an Italian restaurant got Pat Sajak pregnant." I'm unfamiliar with it. <laughs> yes. It yeah. Did. Yes, it did. Oh. Kyle J. Monty, what you think about Rudy Gobert throwing shade at Utah? Uh, it wasn't oh throwing shade God, at Utah, dude. It was. Jazz fan is so soft right now. It was not. It was not throwing shade at Utah. This is corny stuff. It wasn't. It was not throwing shade uh, at Utah. All right, real quick, real quick. Let's, because um, I know that we have a ton of NBA to get to today. Yeah. So we'll do that in 22 minutes. But I want to talk about um, which Pac-12 players and coaches are under pressure to win now. Athlon Sports, I thought, had a great write-up this week from Kevin Borba, uh, who talked about the pressure facing the Pac-12 this year. Because you have a situation in the Pac-12, obviously, where you are going to disintegrate one way or the other. I think most of us agree now yeah. that there really is no way to save or even revitalize the Pac-12 back to what it could have been. Yeah. So one of the notions is with SC and UCLA leaving the conference this year, who's under the most pressure? Who has to win now? And I think, without a doubt, I think it's Lincoln Riley and his staff at USC. Because undoubtedly, when you bring in this much this much talent, you have a ton of pressure to win. I think Lincoln Riley needs to win a national championship. To do that, he's got to do it right now. His easiest path is through the Pac-12, to the top of the Pac-12, not through the Big Ten. It's to the Pac-12. Jake, I think Lincoln Riley is under the most pressure in the Pac-12. Yeah, you know, I, I, I tend to agree with that, but I but I look around the Pac-12 and... You know, I think some of these teams that are on the bubble in realignment have some pressure to win. I think Kyle Whittingham, you have pressure to win right now because if you, you know, fizzle out, if your program, you know, starts to lose value, then all of a sudden maybe you aren't as attractive in the Big 12. But I think I, I think that we can't skip over the fact that, you know, Deion Sanders has done what Deion Sanders has done, and that is massive transfer portal numbers, all the hype, you know, all these tickets sold, like, on one hand, he doesn't have any pressure because nobody expects him to be a 10-win team, right? Like, nobody expects that. But on the other hand, if you go 1-11, and 11, let's say, that's going to hurt your realignment prospect. And I think that, you know, this Pac-12 TV deal situation has, has just kept going. So as long as mm, they don't have yeah. a deal, I think that keeps the pressure down a little bit, right? That keeps the pressure down on Prime. They don't have a deal. Great, we're going to the Big 12. But as soon as a deal is proposed and you're in that conversation, I think Prime needs to win because if Prime wins, they're going to be in a great place. They have all this value. They're building. They're one of those teams that we were just talking about that's kind of ascending. They're on the up and right path. So to me, I agree Lincoln's got the most pressure because he's got the facilities, he's got the money, he's got the talent, he's Lincoln Riley. Like You have everything you need. But as far as the big picture in college football is concerned, I think Dion needs to win. If, if Dion could find a way to win five games, which won't happen, but if he found a way to win five games, that would be an absolute coup and I think would add massive value to, to the Big 12 proposition for Colorado. And see, I think it's Alex Grinch, the defensive coordinator at USC, 
That dude's got pressure. Wow. You give up 500 yards to Tulane and get embarrassed in a bowl game last year, <coughs> and I don't care who checked out or who was disengaged, you're U.S. flipping C. When you give up that kind of yardage and those kind of numbers to Tulane and lose, it is a shocking, shocking result. Not only that, but you restructured your staff defensively at USC. You brought in a hell of a lot more talent. You are a better football team this year than you were last year. You're, you're Certainly your linebacking core, your secondary is better than it was last year. If they are bad again, it's coaching, period, point blank. And again, I rewind to the fact that Lincoln Riley needs a national championship. Lincoln Riley was brought to SC to win a national championship. Thanks. And I don't think it was said, hey, we need you to win a national championship in the Big Ten. They said, we need you to win a national championship. Yeah. He has a path to do that right now at USC. And that's why I think it is him by far. Because listen, let's be honest about Deion Sanders. As much hype as there is around Deion, expectations are very different than hype. Expectations are not built on hype. Expectations are built on talent. And Dion has a roster that severely lacks talent. So I don't see right now in the Pac-12 that there's a whole lot of pressure on Deion Sanders to win today. A year from now, different conversation. Today, I don't think that's there, there's that much. The other guy in this conference that I think has an enormous, an enormous amount of pressure on him is Bo Nix. I think there's a lot of people shocked that Bo Nix went back to Oregon and I agree with Athlon Sports. Bo Nix is one of the most high-profile players in the Pac-12. I think it is nearly impossible for Bo Nix to perform at the same level he did last year, week in and week out. Injured or not, how in the hell did you go to Corvallis and lose that game to Oregon State? How Fast. did that happen, Fast. dude? Dude. I think Bo Nix has some wrongs to set right. And I don't mean from Auburn. Because there are certainly some wrongs he set up at, at Auburn that could be fixed. But I'm talking about at Oregon. I think there is an enormous amount of pressure on Bo Nix and the boys at Oregon to win this conference, Jake, because you want to talk about expectations. There are college football playoff expectations at Oregon that I don't think exist in very many corners of this conference. Yeah, by the way, let's pull up the revenue numbers again, right? Where's Oregon at for revenue in the country, right? They're, they're, they're one of the top teams. But they're not a top five team. Where are they at? They're chilling all the way down in 19th, bro. And by the way, they're the first team from the Pac-12 on this list. So, yeah, Bo Nix might want to win some bigger football games, dude. Might want to find a way. And again, I know the Georgia loss isn't all on Bo Nix. Yep. But dude didn't exactly light it up against Georgia. So, at some point, at some point, Bo Nix is going to have to show me that it's not just BYU he kicks the shit out of. It's actually like college football playoff teams that he goes out and beats. But but I think the other real question that you have to ask here about the Pac-12, and I'm curious what you guys think about this as we talk about which Pac-12 players and coaches have the most pressure. Was it Kenny Dillingham or was it Bo Nix? Because I think now Dillingham, who left, by the way, remember, went to Arizona State to be dilly, the head coach. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. I think Bo Nix has to prove that it was Bo Nix and not the system. And I don't know that he can do that because again, I, it, he was, Bo Nix was so good last year that I don't see any way that Bo Nix can outplay Bo Nix from last year, this year. I, I, how do you, how do you, how do you top that? Well, if you're Caleb Williams, well, you get more talent around you. 
significantly more talent around you. Better offensive line, another year in the system for the, the rest of the offense. Okay, I can see you being better. Their defense will be better. That'll keep Caleb Williams on the field more. More opportunities to score points. More opportunities to get Heisman votes. You can see the path forward for Caleb Williams. I don't see that same path at Oregon. And frankly, I think the expectations are through the roof, dude. You know, and I think the thing that's really interesting about Bo Nix, you know, when you look at numbers, you know, if you're a stat geek, you know, last year, <coughs> he had the best year he's ever had. I mean, 294 completions is by far a career high at the college level. You know, 409 attempts at on 71% completion percentage. That's pretty damn good. I mean, you know, 3,500 yards by far over a thousand more yards than he's ever done before. Right. So like he had a good year last year, but I think the problem is in college mm. football, when you have a good year, what happens? Because no, like football writer or soccer writer on the East coast, isn't watching you every week. So what do they hear? Oh, he had this great game and saw the highlights on sports center. But, yeah. but what do teams like Georgia look for? They're not concerned about your big plays. They're concerned about your bad plays against teams that are worse than them because they're going to take that 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 INT that that bad team stepped out of bounds on, and they're taking that thing to the house. And so it's not that Bo Nix has bad stats here at Oregon last year. It's that he just didn't live up to it in the big game. And I again, Georgia wasn't all on him, but I think they had such a poor showing against Georgia I that it agree. was like, dude, like, uh, Oregon, hello. Like, I know, I, what was that, week one, I think they played him, or week two? Yeah. Like, dude, like, I know it's early in the year. You got But you got smashed, bro. So, like, that's why I say, like, for players, yeah, Bo Nix is right at the top of the stack. But Lincoln Riley, I think, leads the way just because they have, A, it's SC. So, just from a brand perspective, it's an expectation now. But, B, you were brought in, as you said, for, mm -hmm. for one purpose. That's, that's it. it, dude. And you brought your quarterback with you. So, there's no excuse. Well, Kyle J makes an interesting point. Penix needs to have another big year. He should have went to the NFL. Wow. And, you know, I think Washington, I think, you know, there's a couple of interesting schools in this league. You know, I, I, think, I think the most fascinating team in this league is probably Utah. Can they do it again? Nobody believes they can. Nobody thinks they can. Nobody's <laughs> paying attention. <clears throat> they can do it. They can do, I mean, you get Brand Keithy back, you get Cam Rising back, they can do it. I think Washington is incredibly, incredibly talented. And my biggest question about Washington, why did Penix Jr. come back? I think it is one of the, I think it is one of the great head scratchers in, in college football. Like, why did he come back? What, why, why? Why would you give up all that money? Why? You you could you would have been in my opinion, you would have been a first round pick. Yeah, I think that I think that he saw the momentum building with a guy like yeah. Anthony Richardson. I think he saw that hey, yeah. you know. But would you you're nobody's taking Richardson over Penix. Oh, I think they were. Oh, really? I, oh, oh, I th come you know, you on. You want to know why? When's the last time a left-handed quarterback had huge success? Well. Tua's the only guy right now, right? And he's not really had huge success. You want to talk about a guy that's got pressure on him. I mean, but Michael Penix threw for 4,600 yards, dude. Yeah. I mean, by statistics alone, he was the second-best quarterback in the country. Yeah. yeah. I, I, that, that has to be worth something. I mean, it is. 
And and I think I think he he was one of the best quarterbacks in the country that nobody nobody completion percentage knew needs about. some love, bro. Only sixty five percent. I know, okay. I know. Fourth at forty six hundred yards, like thirty one TDs, eight 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 interceptions. I know, I know. Great stats. I'm not saying he sucks. He's, he's damn good. But I'm just saying, if you're Penix and you're left handed and you're looking at this draft, this past draft, hey man, like. Bryce Young, yeah. C.J. Stroud, like this. This was a deep quarterback draft. There's no doubt about that. So that's why I think he decided to come back because he was like, "Yeah, if I can just replicate, I'll be in a great place." Well, and it'll be him and Caleb Williams. I mean, yeah. those are going to be the guys that I, I don't think there's any question coming out that those will be the two guys. I, I just don't. I I don't even know if I mean, I don't even know what else you who else it would be. At this point, but I, I think it's a fascinating, fascinating, fascinating. But, but that's kind of my point, right? I mean, even you know, Caleb Williams is probably going to be a number one overall, number two, you know, number two overall guy. I would think so, yeah. You know, like, but if you're Penix, you're you're good with that because now it's like, hey, I don't have eight guys in front of me. I like Penix. If if he has a year, another great year. I mean, he could make the case to be a top five guy. You'd have to have a year. But, You'd have to have a year. But he can make that case. And that's what I think he couldn't do this, this past case. year. This case was empty in this draft. There's no yeah, doubt. Well, hey, man, when you bet on yourself and you win, you win big. You win big, absolutely. And I think when you um, shop the uh, the 24-hour sale starting tomorrow at buckedup.com and you use the promo code Monty, you get 20% off. And you realize that everything on the site tomorrow, buckedup.com, is 45% off at buckedup.com. Dudes, whether it is whether it is pre-workout, whether it is collagen peptides, BCAAs, buck bars, buck shots, buck bars, buck shot. It's amazing. Um, I, I don't know how tomorrow's not the day that you dominate at buckedup.com. Use the promo code Monty to get 20% off. Tomorrow, June 15th, buckedup.com. Everything is 45% off. All of their clothing, their legendary t-shirts, their legendary joggers, which are the best joggers in fitness, um, all of their BCAs. And again, you guys, I sit here every single day on this show and I rave about the buckshot. Yeah. I rave about it. And you guys know I, I got on the scale this morning, lost two more pounds. I've lost 25 pounds, and I give bucked up. Hey, man, I give bucked up a lot of credit for that because between the buck bar and the, the buck shot, it absolutely helps me feel more energized. I am not eating nearly as much because the buck bar keeps me full. It, it has got the best proteins in it, and, and I show the label every day on the show the whey protein isolate is the cleanest form. It's lactose protein, lactose free protein. Um, you you look at the fact that it's awesome fuel for everything that you do, you guys. Not just working out. And hey, if you work out, buckedup.com's the best in the business. But if you're just a dude going into the office and you just had lunch and you're like, dude, I need a nap. Come on, man. Hit a buck shot, dude. Get yourself through the day. Sleep like a baby tonight. It's long-lasting, clean energy to help you get through your day, and it's 45% off at buckedup.com tomorrow, one of the best days of the year. One of the best days of the year at buckedup.com is tomorrow. 
Everything is 45% off buckedup.com. Um, let's see, where are you guys at? Uh, Preston from Greensboro. Drake May, fantastic. Fantastic. If you're not excited about Drake May, you're not a college football See, fan. his situation is a little different though, right? Because he's a guy that did enough to build excitement, but now he's got to have that that signature season where where you you just stand out because he's a guy that's not playing at Oregon. He's not playing at SC. He's not playing at He's you know, not playing at a quarterback factory. Yeah, and so it, when that's the case, I mean, again, it, it's not unheard of, right, that you would get to the league out of the ACC. That's not unheard of, obviously, at all. But but I think when you're not, <laughs> yeah, when you're not at a quarterback factory, dude, Drake, you got to have a year, bud. And, and I think if I'm an NFL prospect or if I'm an NFL scout looking at prospects, all I care about is yards, is attempts, yards, and and touchdown interception ratio. That's what I'm looking at. I wonder if KJ Jefferson can turn into a legitimate. He's got the talent. Fucking right, he does. SEC like, now. They're gonna play big games. And again, I know you don't want to hear it. I know you don't want to hear it. But you look at the top. Like if you look at the top five quarterbacks, it'd be Caleb Williams. I would put Penix Jr. number two, Drake Agreed. May number three. Right. See, I Agreed. would I would Agreed. jump Penix Jr. Agreed. to number two just because he was so elite. But then you get to like Bo Nix or Drake May. Well, I'm taking Drake May every single day. Like I'm not a Bo Nix guy. I, I, I know what I know about Bo Nix at, at Auburn, and I want to see it again this year. I don't have to see it again this year on Drake May. There's a lot of Baker Mayfield at the NFL level that I see in Bo Nix. I see a lot of that well, out of him. That's interesting. What about Quinn Ewers at Texas? I mean, that's he, he is in he is in the middle of a of a huge run that he needs. I mean, he's got to get more accurate and consistent. And maybe the word for for Quinn is consistency across the board. Yeah, like Quinn just needs to be more consistent all the time in everything he does, whether it's taking a dump or throwing a football. Like, yeah. that's probably a bad example. But my point is. <laughs> He just needs to be more consistent, man. Yeah. Like, that's what he needs to be. And and the, there's a couple of other guys like Jordan Travis, Riley Leonard. Like, I, I think there's a bunch of really good quarterback stories. But I am not for a second putting Penix behind behind Drake May. Yeah. And I, I think this is one of those things that we can all argue about. But I think the world of Michael Penix Jr., and I'm still to this day, Shocked that he went back to Washington. But you know what, Preston from Greensboro? You're not wrong about Drake May. Yeah. You are not wrong about Drake May certainly, in any form or fashion. Certainly Drake May is going to have the chance to have big numbers in the ACC. No question about it. But And, and I also think when you, when you play at North Carolina, North Carolina football is not invisible. It's not UConn football. Yeah, it's not bad. It's just not elite. It's not Washington football. But again... It's not SC football. But again, you're not playing in the SEC. You're playing in the ACC. Right, and I but, think for a quarterback, that's a damn good thing, dude. That is a good thing, man. Because I think the other thing that... And again, I'm not trying to be a hater. And I look at Drake May and I look at his like his, his he's clocked right now at four five five in the 40, which is really respectable. Really respectable. The problem is I want him to run more. Yeah. I want him to run more because a guy, and this is what makes Caleb Williams so elite. Mm -hmm. And Caleb, I, I think when you're the best of the best, and and I don't think anybody watching this show or anybody in this country. Doubts the fact that Caleb Williams is, is the best quarterback in the country. Thanks. Caleb Williams runs for effect. Caleb Williams runs because he wants to be a better passer. 
So he runs and he moves to help himself be a better passer. Yeah. And I I, I think Drake Mays in that box. I Penix, I also wonder about Penix's durability because I think that's also a huge thing. But I just want to see, I just want to see more consistency. Yeah. I want to see wanna... more consistency. Really, all of these guys, with the exception, with the exception of of Caleb Williams and Michael Penix Jr., have things to prove. Yep, have things to Absolutely prove. And the, the only other thing that I will say about North Carolina is you're coming off of a nine and five season, and your schedule is not difficult. You're playing South Carolina, Appy State, Minnesota at home the first three weeks of the year. You should be 3-0. Mm-hmm. At Pitt, well, you're going to get kicked in the balls. That's a tough game to win, and I don't care who you are. Syracuse, Miami, Virginia are your next three. Miami, I, I, I don't know. I, should, isn't Miami better this year? They're supposed to be better. Right. By the way, somebody told me that Miami is a big draw to the Big Ten. Well, I think when you look at UCF, you know, a Florida presence in the Big 12, obviously, you know, yeah. the SEC's got, got Florida. The ACC's got Florida. The Pac-12 does not have Florida, obviously. Big Ten needs Florida, dude. Virginia at Georgia Tech, Campbell, Duke at Clemson at North Carolina State to end the season. Like, that's not a hard – that's a 10-win no. schedule. That's a – that's a if you got receivers, that's a 4,000-yard schedule. That's a 10-4 and four schedule when you have a stud like Drake May. Yeah. Right? Am I – and in the get in the comments on it. Tell me, tell me I'm wrong about that because I don't think it is. Kyle J says, good job, Monty. Thanks. Hey, Monty. Thanks. Facts. Bucked up uh, creatine is fire. Well, I'm telling you guys, dude, tomorrow, Bucked Up is what you the entire site. BuckedUp.com, 45% off. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. Uh, Big Bad Brass Bulls. Is that Bucked Up sale only on their website, or can you go into their store, too? Uh, it's on their website, BuckedUp.com. Um, and it's worth it because their, their, um, their pricing online is phenomenal. Yeah. And to take 45% off of it, phenomenal. Um, let's see. Salt Lake, uh, salty drunk. How much weight does, uh, the Dame to sons rumor have significant weight? Yeah. Significant weight. Yeah. Gary Goderoff, SEC, big 10, big 12. Those are power five. I would agree. I, yeah, I, I disagree. The ACC is not a power five, dude. I think the ACC is a power. The five. ACC is a power five, but it's not deep. I mean, if we're In being basketball, it's deep. It is, but if you look at the you guys, if you look at the Atlantic, it's Clemson and Florida State. Like and I would think that NC but, State, Louisville, I mean, you can't go 5 you can't be a four-win team in conference and be like, "Oh, we're legit." No, you're not. No, you're not. And in the Coastal, Carolina Pitt, Duke won 9 games last year, but Duke is in football tends to be up and down, yeah. Right? I mean, I would expect I would expect Miami to be far better. I expect them to to be a seven win team this year. Yeah, I mean, but the ACC is not great in football, no. and and I don't think I, I and I'm not certainly saying anybody's trying to make that case. Oh, hey, it's Taylor Gilstrap. Yeah, hey, Gilstrap. What's up, Gilstrap? We were talking about you earlier. Yeah. Uh, so what's the uh, what's the new conference name if the Big Twelve goes to sixteen to twenty teams? Uh, they're gonna call it the Gilstrap. 
Can you measure it? Carlos uh, Knuckles says Penix ahead of Williams. Nah, nah bro. Dude. Nah, dude. No, can't don't say get that. crazy, dude. Can't say that. Uh, outside the echo chamber, Keaton going to surprise. Nah. You mean Slovis? Dude. Nah. And look, again, we've That's talked about untrained this. Eye. And I know we're going to talk about this at nauseum yeah. during the football season. Keenan's, Keaton Slovis has to show us that he's got the intestinal fortitude to stand and deliver in big moments. Yeah. And that he can be accurate inside and outside of the pocket. That's it, because their schedule is Do ball they have breaking. an offensive line? Their schedule, you guys. And... How? Dude, if you have not seen BYU's schedule, I don't know how... I don't know how you survive it. And I, and I'm not even being I'm not even being sensational. Okay, Sam Houston, Southern Utah. Okay, 2-0. Arkansas at Arkansas, at Kansas, Cincinnati at TCU, home for Texas Tech, at Texas, at West Virginia. West, wow. West Virginia is dreadful. Um, Iowa State, Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. You've got to end the season Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. Ain't ducking, no smoke. Dude, that is... Good luck. Good luck. Are they, are they even bowl eligible? No. And, team, and we're maybe. relying on Keaton Slovis to be something that he has never been before. Um, How often is Cody ups open and doesn't get the ball? Or gets the ball thrown behind him. Because Cody Epps, again, and I know we're going to talk about Cody a lot on this show. I'm a massive Cody Epps believer. Massive. Dude's training his ass off. The guy is an All-American. I'm telling you, waiting to bloom. Does he have a quarterback who can get him the ball? And were they better off? Were they better off with Cade Finnegan being the starting quarterback? Um, um. I don't know, and I don't think we're ever going to know. Yeah. Could Jacob Conover have been the guy? I don't know. Is that a real question? And now we're never going to know. We're never going to know. Yeah. That's, it's as simple it's as the that. the reality of it. It's as simple as that. Uh, I don't think we'll ever know. Uh, Carlos says, I doubt Caleb is the best. Uh, Michael is durable. Have you seen Caleb Williams play football? There is no doubt. I, I, and I'm not even being a dick about it, as yeah. I usually am. I'm not even being that dude. You today. know. Caleb Williams is not close. He's the best quarterback in the... Do you have to be nice to stupid people? He might be the best football player in the country. I said football. I didn't say quarterback. I said football player. Because um, he's smart. He's athletic. He is physical. And I think he really enjoys playing quarterback. And, oh, by the way, you may have heard this. They're really talented at SC. Like He's no Shador, but he'll do. He'll do. I'm telling you now, dude. I, dude. Yeah, John Cortez. Pe Bo Nix against Texas Tech. Uh, who Oregon ran off that pressure? We'll find out. Are you a Bo Nix believer? Not really, no. Nope. Nope. So you think it was Dillingham? Yeah, I do. Okay. I think it was a system for sure. For sure? Yeah. Goderoff, what's up? SEC teams just reload. Yeah, they do. Uh, Cowboy Country, what's up? I saw the Alamo Bowl last year, and Penix is the real deal. Washington also had a ton of receivers this year. Between NIL money and the prospect of going to the playoffs, that's why Penix came back. Had to be. Yeah. 
I'm sure he's getting paid. I'm sure he's getting paid. Well, he's getting paid one way or the other, right? Lamont Tucker says, Monty, stop it. It's Clemson only. The ACC already crowned Clemson. Only Clemson? Only Clemson. In God's name, image, and likeness. I hate Clemson. Uh, Gilstrap. I approve of the conference name change to Big Gilstrap. What's up, big bro? <laughs> Royal Blue Saguaro. Great test for A-Rod. If A-Rod can turn Slovis around, then he's gone. Well, can he turn Slovis around, though? Uh, Royal Blue says BYU is 47th in strength of schedule. But again, here's... here's but that's the, pretty good when you're looking at nationally. But here's the question I ask. How good is Oklahoma State this year? I don't is, know. Is Oklahoma just the shit show they were last year? Three-fourths of this is inaccurate. Or, or can they actually figure out how to play softball on a football field? I'm a man! Or, let's get crazy... Is Oklahoma State actually, you know, going to be the Mullets team again and they're going to win games? That's not what we're about. Because I think those two teams are huge. Is Texas going to live up to the expectation? Well, what a dumb question. Because it's garbage. How badly Come is on, Texas going to miss the expectations this year? Vince Young ain't coming back. Right? Because Texas, everybody believes Texas, the second most earning school in the entire flipping country, Texas plays at Alabama week two. We're going to find out real quick. Rice at Alabama, Wyoming. There will be two and one because they're losing Alabama. At Baylor, Kansas, Oklahoma. At Houston, BYU, K State. At TCU, Iowa State, Texas Tech. Damn, their schedule's cake. How many really difficult games are on there? Alabama, Baylor is going to be a good game. I think Baylor is going to bounce back in a big way. I think Baylor is embarrassed at being sub five hundred. Baylor will be back. Case Kansas ain't going anywhere. Oklahoma, Houston won't be good in football. BYU won't be good in football. K-State. Then I think the TCU game and the K-State game are testers. And I think you beat Iowa State at Iowa State and Texas Tech at home. And I think you go, I think there's a chance they're a two-loss team. Yeah. I think they're going to lose to Alabama. Can they beat Baylor at Baylor? And can they beat TCU at TCU? No. Because that's the game of the year. You can beat Baylor. You're not beating TCU. I, 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 think, I think you're probably right. Yeah. You're not beating TCU. I think you're, you're probably right. So I think they're a, a, a... You're losing to Alabama, and you're losing to, to Sonny. I think that's a three-loss team. Yeah. I, I think that's a three-loss team. I'm really, really concerned about that Texas Tech game. Yeah, that's always an ass-kicker. Three loss team should probably be a two loss team. Like yeah. if you're and if you're a Texan, Texas fan, you lose to Alabama. Okay, it's at Tuscaloosa. We took them to the wire last Nick year. Saban is a better man than you are. Sark's an asshole. Okay, we get it. Yeah, you lose to Texas Tech. If you're Sark and you let me ask you this, you lose three games, Alabama. At TCU, home for Texas Tech. You lose those three games. Do you lose your job? No. It's a good year. You're not going to the college football playoff. Yeah, you are. No, fuck no. Yeah, you are. No. In the expanded version? That doesn't start. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Now you got me. Am I tripping? Was it two years away still? Dude, they're not going to the college football playoff on three losses. They are not. I don't. Okay. Telling you. 
They're not going to. I think that's next year. Next year. Expanding in 2024. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. You're right. Okay. Punch you in the face. Ow! Um, anyway, the point is, the point is, I'm telling you right now, if they lose three games, I think he gets whacked. Those three games. Yeah. Those three games. That's, but that's just me. That's just me. I don't, I think the other guy, what, the other guy, and no, we're not doing a Texas football show right now. I know it always turns into that, but you know, yeah. Randomness, randomness, 873. How much longer does Sark have at Texas? I give it two years. Tops. <laughs> Tops. You can't lose. You, dude, that loss to Bama last year. That was the one that, Ow! dude, that could have put you on the map, dude. That could have put you at, you lose to TCU and Texas Tech again, dude. Dude. I, mm. Elaine Train says horns down. What do you call it when Deion Sanders makes fun of you? Prime ribs. <laughs> Where's the Kawhi laugh? Filling in for somebody. Kyle J, Texas is going to go with USC route and throw a ton of money at a big-name coach. Well, wasn't he that coach? And by the way, isn't that what every program does now? And they have an amazing coaching staff there. Like, they insulated the stupidity of Steve Sarkeesian, yeah. and they're still going to lose I three games. I mean, that's games. what everyone does except West Virginia, right? I mean, West Virginia is never going to change a coach. That's all I'm saying. I, I just... Enjoy the ride, Bob. I, I don't I don't know. And you guys tell me. But I don't know what I don't know. I don't know how they go undefeated this season. That would be a stunning Yeah. That'd be a stunning upset. If Steve Sarkeesian in Texas went undefeated, could you guys imagine that? The iPad says tough crowd if you lose three games and get fired, but expectations. Expectations. If you if you look at if you look at the 2022 Texas football. Football. If you look at that, that schedule and you start to realize they should have been better. They should have been better. You're okay losing 20 to 19 to Bryce Young. You're okay with that. You're not okay with the 37-34 loss in Lubbock. You're fucking Texas. You don't lose to Texas Tech. And you don't lose to Oklahoma State. Because it's garbage. I'm a man. Right? And you don't lose to TCU two years in a row when you're going to lose to Tech two years in a row. That's not what we're about. All hat. No No cattle. And oh, by the way, the Alamo Bowl ain't quite getting it done. Kiss my butt! So I know it's crazy. I know it's crazy. But if he loses Alabama, TCU, and Texas Tech again, tell me they don't want to fire him. Sure, they already do want to fire, buddy. They will burn DKR to the fucking ground if they lose the <laughs> Right? Like, they will burn that thing to the ground if he loses those three games again. Where is the Italian? And tell me I'm wrong. Do you, under- do you understand the anger in... God damn it. It doesn't it. make it's- you feel responsible. It's Texas. 
Yeah. They're not. Truck Stop Gumby says cow turd. Hey, cow turd. Uh, Gary Goodroff says Jakey two holes when he is 60. Does he gain an extra hole? Ow. I That would hurt. Uh, wow. Callahan says Okie State owns Texas just like K-State owns Oklahoma. Okay. Clayton Keown says no way he gets fired. Watch him. Because they already don't like him. Should have started Manning. Could have blamed it on Manning. Could have blamed it on Manning. Could have blamed it on Manning. But well, no. you guys made me start good old Arch. And, you know, he was terrible, so. Should have started Cooper Manning. Start any of the Mannings. Cooper, Archie, your mom. Like, dude. <laughs> Gilstrap says football. Football. I mean, come on, man. It's There's... Texas. We play football out here. The iPad says Texas was robbed versus. Stop. They were not robbed. It's called bright. Go... Dude. Dude, what what are we doing? I mean, what do you mean they were robbed, bro? Stupid ass f***ing question. Did you see Bryce Young? You're filling in for somebody. Boom. When, it, when a game comes down to a kid making a play, it's LSU going for it in overtime against Alabama. It's fucking Bama. You don't get beat by the officials when it's down to the last play by Bryce Young. It's Alabama. It's Alabama. It's not the officials. It's you lost to Alabama. You lost to Bryce Young. You didn't lose to the official. You got the beat by Bryce Young. Is not over. That's right. Because no. How dare you? I am not playing your game today, sir. Kiss my butt. I think I already did. <laughs> I think I already played your game. Football. Uh, Random says TCU is the biggest program in Texas okay. in the last decade. Okay, the comments already disqualified uh, because it says program. program. I don't know. I don't know what a program is. Yeah, I don't know what a program is. So you know, as far as I'm concerned, you're that team up north right now. Okay. You know, um, it's funny watching Jake pad while he finds the drop. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, dude, he's got over 200 drops on that thing. No, no, no. It's like 600 now. Is it really? Oh, yeah. We have uh, we just entered page 19 yesterday. <laughs> Wednesday parade. Good luck. Yeah, Wednesday parade. Tom Dean, we're into the third hour. Monty's not supposed to rant. Yeah. Can you? It's fucking Alabama. It is, but that's my point. I love when people are like, oh, the officials, the officials stole it. Fuck no. <laughs> it's Alabama. Go play intramurals, brother. Dude. You want to complain about the officials? Go play intramurals. Go play intramurals, brother. Right? It's Alabama. It's Bryce Young, by the way. Bryce Young's a better man than you are. Nick Saban is a better man than you are. And by the way, this is Texas. This is what they do every year. They're the Dallas Cowboys of college football, bro. Oh, chat, bro. Bro, the horns look really good this year. You know, I was in the store getting some natty light and the cashier was talking to his manager and he was saying that yours is going to have a career year. They, their brothers shovel shit together on the farm and yours looks like a steer. A steer. What do you bet? That's all I got. Salty Drunk says, I miss the Tanner voice. 
So do I. I don't even think Buddy's here today. So do I. Uh, Lamont Tucker says Texas is overrated and they haven't been relevant in the Big 12. Well, there is that. Go Black. What's up, dude? Uh, Go Tigers. Uh, Monty, I think Notre Dame goes eight and four this year. Dude. (laughs) (laughs) You You say things like that. You haven't been here in like a month. And look at me. And your first comment is, I think Notre Dame goes eight and four. You couldn't. You're just, a douche. Can I get a reach around first? Like you couldn't just. <laughs> you couldn't just say, "Hey, Monty." Hey, Monty. <laughs> happy to be back on the show, Graham. <laughs> By the way, Notre Dame's going eight and four. Just take it nice and easy, okay? Just relax. <laughs> couldn't at least, uh, you know, go uh, full Bob Kraft with it before you know you made the Notre Dame comment. Couldn't roll in with a whole. Oh, hey, Monty. Drew Pine's going to be an All-American at ASU. You, you, you that would have been better than, oh, hey, Monty, looks like Notre Dame's going eight and four. I mean, you couldn't have rolled out the old washcloth <laughs> routine before you gave that straight pipe job with that comment? Come on, dude. Come on, bro. How dare you? Dude, we don't talk Notre Dame on this show for this exact reason. Come on now. We just, Football. We don't. We don't. We don't. We're not going to. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Kyle A says, how about them Golden Knights? (laughs) Won the Stanley Cup. By the way, real quick, real quick before we get to the NBA, here on the Monty program. Hey, Monty. Did you guys realize what happened last night when the uh, Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup? Monty, please. Uh, We're officially in a dead period. We ain't got no football. Damn it. We ain't got no hoops. Damn it. We ain't got no frozen pucks. Damn it. No basketball, no football, no hockey. But we do got them uh, Ford Mustangs. We got NASCAR. We got base. No, we don't. (laughs) The Cubs are terrible. Isn't that the Korean radio call yeah. from, from the World, <laughs> World Baseball, Baseball Classic? Classic. <laughs> That's Otani hitting a home run. <laughs> and the, the best part of that, and you don't even have it on there, is when the guy yells Otani, son. Yeah. Just loses his mind. <laughs> so let me get this right. No baseball because the Cubs are terrible. Yeah. Uh, no football, no hockey. No basketball. How? I don't know what we do. Jump on Netflix. I'm kidding. I love baseball. I'm so, I'm a pissed off Cubs fan. This time of year, what do you guys watch? Because for me, it's all baseball and NBA draft. But what what is it you guys are watching right now? Like I'm thrilled for the U.S. Open. Super stoked Seriously. for that to tee off tomorrow. Yeah. Bryson DeChambeau. DeChambeau. It's going to be in the fescue. I'm telling you, watch him. You watch Bryson. I think him, they they say that Bryson DeChambeau could legitimately be the first guy to average 400 yards off the tee on par fives. Bro. 400 yards. Um, I think golf is huge for me. But I can't wait for August and fall camp. We're a month away, a month away from Big 12 Football Media Day in Dallas. We'll be there. Yeah. Stoked for those two days. 
but it's we're we're pretty much in a dead period now. What do you what are you guys watching? Um, Jeremy uh, Calzone says Apple TV silo. It's awesome. Okay, so you're an Apple TV guy. Okay, you're an Apple TV guy. How's the MLS package? Apple TV package package. Okay, that's cool. Uh, Scooter Texas says, what are we watching? Watching the grass grow and the mercury rise. <laughs> exactly right. Well, in the Monty program. Exactly. The Shogram, please. Yeah. YouTube Wreck says, nobody watches the WNBA. I don't know about nobody. C. Kaufman says, WeatherTech Sports Car Championship hey, IMSA. IMSA yes, is awesome, dude. Let's go Corvettes. Uh, the eye patch, Wimbledon in the French Open. Stop. Okay, guy, you're, you're testing me now. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, Josh says MLB and college football game replays. Dude, you need to get laid. Uh, JK Marshall, women's beach bikini volleyball. Yes. Okay. Yes. Can we, can we, <laughs> and you guys know I enjoy myself some lines and, and some gambling and whatnot. Can we get a line on the string bikini league? Uh, Royal Blue Saguaro Wimbledon coming up. Okay. Uh, Freddie Navarra. Freddie. Uh, now have I ne now how have I never seen your show? Great show, fellas! Thank you, Freddie. Appreciate that, bro. Appreciate that. Uh, salty drunk Greg, not an Australian Norman, <laughs> <laughs> is suggesting there will still be exclusive LIV tournaments. Is that true? They're saying in Brasson Deschambeau uh, said that there will still be a full schedule next year on the Live Golf yeah, Tour. I think this is something that people are getting a little bit tripped up on is because of the messaging around hey live in pga merger and what is that 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 verbiage makes it feel like lives not going to exist anymore and that's just completely not i true. think for this year and next year it will exist because one of the things that was pointed out is they have contracts signed with courses and clubs to play events and i i get it i get it the pif the do you guys know what that is, the PF? The Saudi Arabian Public Investment Fund has trillions in it. But nobody likes giving free money away. Yeah. Right? Nobody. So we'll see about that. Um, let's see. Shooter Texas. Monty and Joyce Alliance. What is this Miami club in the 80s? Exactly right. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly right. Lopes Van Gabe, I need more episodes of Silo, Severance, Shrinking, and Last of Us in my life. ASAP. Dude, I, you know, Mrs. Monty and I were sitting around talking about this last night. Like, who's got time? Like, we've watched a couple of shows on Netflix recently. But if you golf one time over the weekend, that's all over with. Yeah. Like, for me, my off time, I work so much, my off time is over. Like I, I go to the bathroom and it's like, ah, oh, damn, time to go to bed. Yeah, like, better, uh, you know, better take uh, the water cup up and uh, lay down. Going to the going to the driving range tonight after the show. It'll be I'll blink and it'll be nine o'clock. It's yeah. like I just don't have time for that. I, I I truly don't. Truck stop Gumby. For a moment, I thought Monty was talking about snow lines. No. No. Do you guys, fucking donkey. You guys know, and I'm, I, I say this a lot, and I think people think I'm joking. I've never even smoked weed. <coughs> I've never done a line. I've never like done a, a, a line of ayahuasca either. 
I know it's a tea you drink. I get, we get it. Dude, can you stop triggering everybody, dude? Please. Cocaine Brady and Cook hookers, says, my friend. Exactly. Brady Cook says, watching golf, me too. Uh, OG Gary, in Brooks' name and image and likeness. Okay. In God's name, image, and likeness. Big Daddy Magic, WWE players. I love bikinets of volleyball. Bikini, beach, okay. I am not a wrestling guy anymore. Wrestling. That's when I was wrestling. Uh, Saguaro, COD playoffs start tomorrow. Let's F and go. <laughs> I miss Call of Duty. Me too. I miss it so much. I hate being an adult. Uh, OG Gary, I exclusively watch YouTube videos. I don't watch shows or on streamers. Oh, really? How many of you YouTube or YouTube viewers out there watch like movies and stuff on YouTube? Because I know I just realized that the other day. I know it sounds crazy, right? Because we YouTube every day. I had no Jutub. idea that Jutub, uh was expanding its offering into movies and yeah, like dude. all kinds of stuff like that, that, which I think is absolutely brilliant. I think it's absolutely brilliant as well. I don't know why YouTube doesn't just control national security as well. Like, I mean, give them the defense budget. Yeah. You know, I, them, you know, let them fight wars. You know, we'll hire Gilstrap. Uh, who's coordinating the Western Front? Sir, yes, sir. General Gilstrap, sir. Who says the only thing Monty is hooked on is getting bucked up. Exactly right. Uh, and Donuts. Monty was trained to say that in confession. Sir, may I have another, sir? Thank you, sir. Um, dude, I've said some whack shit in confession. Cue Janus. As a young Catholic. Oh, my God. I have vivid memories as a young Catholic boy. Whoa. Okay, sh Whoa, stop. Dude, bro. Stop. Bro. Waves in opposition. So we're watching Ricky Gervais do the opening monologue for the Golden Globes like five years ago, whenever that was. He was talking about how it's a huge year for the pedophile movies. Like two popes. Dude. Scock. That was so funny. But anyway, I have vivid memories of going to confession as a Catholic child and being like, damn, dude. I don't think I did anything wrong. And I can remember sitting there. I thought mean thoughts about my sister. God, please forgive me. Hail Mary, full of grace. May I slap that bitch in the face. Ain't no reset. Like, I, have, <laughs> I have so many memories of, do you guys want to know what kind of terrible Catholic I was? I used to steal. The, <laughs> I should not Look, say. Look, Angelo, relax. I should not say this out loud. I used to steal the body of Christ because I was hungry. So, you okay, know, like you the wafer, the, bread. the wafer, <laughs> and they did not taste good. No, they taste terrible. I used to eat like five, six of them at a time. Dude, what? Because it was fat, my job fat, to put fat, them in the bowl. Fat. fat it was fat. My, it was my job to put them in the bowl. Used to have grape juice for the kids. Hell yes, I drank from the <laughs> bottle. I was such a bad dude's Catholic. backstage, you know, uncapping the grape juice, just chugging it with two hands. I'm telling you, me and my guy, I think his name was his last name was like Gilstrap. No, Brian Gill and me. We were like the cohort altar boys at this cat this massive Catholic church in Evanston, Illinois. And it was my job to put the the wine and the body of Christ. Christ. The wafers into the bowl. Yeah, dude. I would eat the wafers. I'd be like, oh, okay, pour those out. And like, 
Halloween candy. Let me sort this Halloween candy. <laughs> you know? That and motherfucker it's like, don't miss, And man. it was quite legitimately, I remember the cold glass bottles of grape juice. And I'd be like, <laughs> I don't care, man. You know, I need the blood of Christ in me. Yeah. <laughs> I was such a bad Catholic. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was a terrible Catholic. Tom Dean says, Monty, two hands. Dude, yeah. double fisting with the body of Christ. Uh, OG Gary says, Christ cookies. Yeah. Absolutely. Clint Mose, this is why PAC doesn't add religious schools. Hey. Oh, Mike Phillips, I ate sacrament bread as a young Mormon. Tasty white wonder bread, pre-blessing. Yeah. Tom Dean, me. Monty, have you ever smoked pot? Monty, smoked? No. No. It's ridiculous. No. I have not. And here's the thing, though. So, real quick. On the pot thing, I've seen so many people have bad reactions to weed. Like in Phoenix, we had like a little sit around the table and play card night right. at this at a neighbor's house. And they all did like these gummy edible things and fucking went to sleep. And I was like, that's this is not the life I want to live. I wanted sex that night until Mrs. Monty was asleep. Off the ed- they're all like, ah! like a ra- imagine like a rave and they just throw gummies in the air and everybody's like, ah! and then they eat the gummy and it's like, and the music's still going. Right? And everybody's just like, they're like vibe disco cat, right? <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like, asleep. Uh, done. That's why I don't smoke weed. That's why I don't do edibles. That's why I don't do drugs. I, it just has never been my thing. J.K. Marshall says, Jakey two bongs. Yeah. And the other issue with it is, in all seriousness, it... Smoking weed makes you hungry. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Oh, well, we do it with savory ground beef covered in tangy, tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza. The official pizza of the Monty Show. Um, like a, several people have asked me today about their live comments being turned off. That's not me, dude. That is not me. If your live comments are turned off, YouTube hates you. And I hope that I... Well said. Can check on it after the show because a bunch of two people... Well, three now. Uh, anyway, Papa Murphy's Pizza. Yeah, get the meatballs. Um, <laughs> download the Papa Murphy's app. You got to try the calzones. The calzones and marinara meatballs together are bomb. Hook it up. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's okay, Pizza. Okay, not to derail everything. Oh, God. Okay, I open up Twitter. First thing I see from Daily Loud. A man faked his own death before turning up at his funeral in a helicopter to, quote, teach his family a lesson. <laughs> what? Okay. How, people okay. do this? People hey, do this. You faked your own death only to show up in a helicopter at your funeral. Those are numbers of death. 
Because you, you were pissed that your family didn't appreciate you? Okay. Bro. Okay. Truck Stop Gumby says the body of Monty exclusively at the First Church of Papa Murphy's. That's huh? right. Order Calzones, Dan. We were saying that. Promo code Monty25. Tanner says, Monty, what were you showing Jake there during the Papa Murphy's commercial? Uh, okay. To be honest with you, it's none of your goddamn business. Uh, <laughs> Capazzo, Papa Murphy's is the bomb. Yes, it, it is, is. It is. Yes, it is. Papa Murphy's is the bomb. Absolutely it is. Uh, love having those guys on board. Love the fact that you guys use Monty 25. Um, what's the matter? What's Your wrong? phone is tripping lately, My bro. phone is. You know what? It's because it's because Tim Cook wants me to buy a new Yeah, iPhone. we're like four generations behind now or yeah, whatever it is. Because the phone hasn't been worth it. Yeah. Uh, Spangler says, how on earth does has someone never smoked weed? I have not smoked weed either. I've had a contact high, never smoked it myself. Did you guys see the story of the woman <coughs> knocking on the coffin at her own funeral? No. What? No. I did not see that. Um, Tom Dean says, Papa Murphy's new body of Christ calzones. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, yeah, that actually happened a lot, Jake. People fake their deaths a lot to get all their family together. No, uh, they, do they really? Uh, Truck Stop Gumby says, new phone time. Indeed. Uh Heidi Ho, gang. Hi, Katie Raider. Good to see you. Uh, Capazzo says, it's not hard not to smoke weed. Just ask William Jefferson Clinton. I did not inhale on her dress. I'm going to um, say this again. <laughs> Mike Chase, I have never done any type of drugs or alcohol. I, well, that's I, impressive. Let's not go that far. Yeah, I got lit my 21st birthday, so, you know. You know. Well, you've never drank and consumed alcohol. I mean, that's admirable, dude. That is super admirable. Yeah. That is not the way of the world. All right, 5 o'clock, last hour of the show. Let's talk some NBA hope because uh, there is a lot to get to uh, in the NBA. Who should the number two pick in the NBA draft be? Because this is turning into a real thing. Uh-huh. Now, I know. I know that a lot of people are like, oh, dude. Victor wham bammed in your mama. Victor's the way. Victor's the way, bro. Victor's the way. Right? I think that's done. I think number one, San Antonio. Victor's the way. And somebody should write this down. Because this is my mock draft right up in here. Uh, San Antonio's taking Victor wham bammed in your mama. Yeah. Uh, Number two, I think Scoot Henderson goes to Charlotte. Because I think LaMelo Ball as a two guard is a far better option than as a point guard. It gives him more freedom. It gives him more weaponry. And look, man, I think that when you look at Brandon Miller, I think he's a lovely fit um, as a shooting forward, as a 3-4 a guy, 6'9", 200 pounds, great size, great length. I yeah. think he shoots the three really well. I think he's a great fit in Portland. I think Scoot Henderson's number two. We have heard, our NBA guys have been telling us this week that holy cow, his workouts have been stellar. Apparently, Scoot Henderson has really worked on his release, yeah, um, to give himself more consistency. And apparently, his body has been transformed, and the guy looks like an absolute machine. Tank, 
and he has really impressed people around the NBA, Jake, I think Scoot Henderson goes number two. Yeah, you know, and I think Scoot's a good fit in Charlotte. I, like you said, I think LaMelo, you know, first of all, the Ball brothers have a bad reputation now. I mean, you know, with the Lonzo situation and people thinking that he's never going to play again, and LaMelo's suffering from some injuries. So if you're Charlotte, yeah, you need a reliable uh, you need a reliable point guard. You do, absolutely. And I think Scoot Henderson has shown everybody that he's willing to put the time in. He's willing to build his body and do those things. And and I think that's great to see. So for me, I agree it's VW1 and it's Scoot 2. Uh, I think Brandon Miller is a really interesting one because I agree length his length applies to the NBA game, no question about it. But I think once you get past the first two picks, there's a lot of opinion and conjecture in it. There's a lot of... Uh, you know, hey, how does this guy apply to our roster and how would we use you versus him? And like, there's a lot of that that's already happening in the draft. And by the way, what I feel like nobody is talking about is teams trading up and down because I still maintain the Utah Jazz are absolutely a force to be reckoned with if they want to be. They can absolutely move up in the draft and totally wreck every mock draft that's been done uh, up until this point. Now, will they do that? I don't know. I don't know. Nobody seems to think they will. But I don't. I certainly don't think they will. Nobody seems to think they will. But I'm just telling you, those are wild cards out there that could totally change the flow and dynamic of how this draft goes down. I I'm curious, and I think I think the real question in this draft is it is it number two? But does Victor Wambanyama ever become an NBA superstar? Victor's the way. He's got all the talent. I just again. You're built like a unicorn. You know why we don't see unicorns much? Because they're not real. Ow! And when you're a unicorn, generally you don't pan out. And I think you look at a guy like Victor Wambanyama, I only have to look as far as Chet Holmgren. Yeah. And you, you look at the, the guys that are coming up through this next generation, handle and three-point shooting, Hey, that's great. I do think his three-point shooting can improve, but let's not forget against really lackluster, mediocre competition. Victor Wambanyama, I think, I believe he finished the year at twenty-seven point nine percent three-point shooting. Mm-hmm. I said twenty-seven point nine percent three-point shooting in a league where he could shoot over everybody uncontested. He only shot twenty-eight percent. That's um, a that's a problem, um, dude. And I and I think when you look at Victor between injuries and I also am curious, and I'm I'm here for this. I I am here for this today. What is Victor Wambanyama's true upside? If we're just talking potential and, hey, man, is this guy ever the best player in the NBA? Is he ever just the – is he ever Nikola Jokic? Yeah. Well, the is thing- he ever – that guy yeah I mean I think the thing is is he ever that guy I don't think so but I think when we talk about his upside and what it could be if we're just playing in hypothetical I mean this guy's got the talent in the body to be you know one of the best ever but the problem is is that he's just so slight right now that I don't think that he can handle the brutality of the NBA game and I know everyone's like oh it's a soft game and you know it's 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 you know there's too much whistle involved now and that might be true but that doesn't account for, you know, the Mason Plumleys, the Steven Adams, these guys that he's inevitably right. going to get matched up on on defense who are just going to mash through him. And and I get it. You're taller than everybody. That's cool, dude. 
But again, to your guys' point and to a lot of people's point, hey, the whistle is super relevant in the NBA game now. So when you get bumped in the chest and your hands inevitably come down on dude who's trying to go up, that's a foul. And so I look at this cat and I say, hey, he's not known to be some elite defender. This is not a guy that's like, oh, yeah, wow, his defensive prowess is amazing. He's not at all. Like He's not at all an elite like, defender. He's got length to block shots. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I say, hypothetically, what's his his upside? What What's the tippy top of what he could ever reach? He could be the best big man that ever played in the game. That's the tippy top because you've got the body and you've got the skill. But do you have, A, the want to, mm-hmm. and B, does that want to extend into the weight room? Because obviously this guy's trained his whole life. Yeah. But I'm talking about not just movement training. I'm talking about like straight up strength training. Hey, you need to f- lift weights, bro. You have got to to fortify your your legs and your upper body so that ligament damage isn't as as, you know, scary. If you have much stronger legs, your ligaments are more supportive. If you have, you know, again, shoulders, elbows, like all these joints on this guy, he's got to be worried about that. You can't shoot 27% from three and expect yeah. to be a star in this league. Yeah. So for for my money, when I look at Victor Wambanyama, no, I don't think he ever becomes a, a, the best player in the league. By the I way, don't, he's got a couple years to show that, though. He does. But but I don't think he becomes a Giannis. I don't think he becomes Kevin Durant. Like, everybody wants to say he's going to be the next Kevin Durant. He's not going to be the next Kevin Durant. No. I, I, I don't see that. And... I could be totally wrong, but 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 we'll see. But when I look at Scoot Henderson, that's a cat that could be the best point guard in the NBA. Yeah. He he could be. I think number four is where it gets really interesting because I think one of the Thompson twins goes there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think certainly it's Ammon Thompson. That's my dude. I think he has potential. In five years, I think there's a really good chance Ammon Thompson's the best player in the 2023 NBA draft. In five years. Because I think he's 13 years old. I could be wrong. <laughs> but I think he's going to be spectacular. And the guy the guy that I think the, the Pistons are going to take is Cam Whitmore from Villanova. The 6'6", 235. Yeah. I mean, the guy is, is going to be an unbelievable player. I think the Orlando Magic wind up with Taylor Hendricks. Um, who is one of who I think is the best power forward in this draft? I think he is going to be an absolute star. Um, I think Indiana uh, goes with uh, Jarris Walker from Houston um, at number seven. I think uh, Keontae George goes to Washington at number eight. And I think the Utah Jazz are looking at Anthony Black, the kid, the freshman point guard from Arkansas, at number nine. Yeah. And then Grady Dick goes to the Mavericks at number ten. Yeah. I think that, and there there could be a, a few different ways they go, but I I don't think there's any doubt that I think there's probably like who's who's projected to be. Sensen Ball from Ohio State's gonna be a good player, but uh-huh. like Kobe Bufkin from Michigan at 19 could absolutely be a star in this league. Yeah. Derek Lively from Duke. Love him. Love him. Absolutely love him. I think there are 20 to 25 legitimate starting NBA players in this draft. Agreed. 
I, I think it could absolutely help him. Uh, Gil Strip, I agree with your Taylor Hendricks prediction at the Magic. Yep. Uh, Big Daddy Magic, if Victor is a bust, I will go on the Mormon mission to the Bahamas. Well, let's not get carried away. Let's not. Okay, is a hell of a drug. Because I don't. The problem is he can't. This is Tiger or the field, (laughs) right? That's what this is with Victor Wambanyama. Yeah. Tiger or the field, because he's either a bust or he he's either a superstar best player in the league or he's a bust. And if he's a twenty point five rebound guy that shoots thirty percent from three, he's a bust. Victor's the way. He's a bust. Yeah. A guy scoring 20 points a night in the NBA is a bust because he is supposedly LeBron James waiting to happen. And 20 a night, 20 and 10 should be easy for him, man. That should be easy work. And it's not fair. I'm not telling you it's fair, but life is not fair. You want the money and the adulation? Expectations come with that. Expectations come with that. And when people, you know what? When people wind up getting hurt, you should probably call the advocates. I was involved in a hit and run accident. My chiropractor recommended me to the advocates. They completely took care of everything. Now that my case has been settled, I feel like I can go back to my normal life, all thanks to the advocates. You know, it's funny she said something there about normal life. That's what the advocates are about. When you think about the advocates, and you've been in a car accident, you've been in a hit and run, you got hurt at work today, and let's unfortunately let's say that you had a serious car accident you're injured in that moment what would peace of mind mean to you in that moment what would the calm of knowing that you have the very best on your side mean to you find out call the advocates that's what i always tell everybody you don't need the advocates today maybe hopefully never percentages are not on your side and you should call the advocates, theadvocates.com. Um, chat with an attorney live online. And their workman's comp folks are spectacular. They're spectacular. And when you are somebody that gets hurt at work and you need somebody that'll stand up and fight for you, theadvocates.com. When you need somebody that'll get you the money you deserve, theadvocates.com. Don't trust your insurance company. You trust the advocates because they're here to fight for you. And they're not going to ask you to reach into their pocket because you into your pocket because you don't pay the advocates unless and until they win your case at theadvocates.com. All right. Uh, Derek says construction work. They're not signing a deal that's undervalues them. It could be next year. Uh, what is lovely construction work saying today? Yeah, I don't know. And I don't care. Um, let's see. Tanner Plummer says, why was the lawyer in that commercial wearing a sweatshirt underneath his suit? Because he wants to. Uh, Big Daddy Magic, give Victor five years and he will own the NBA. I hope you're right. Victor's the way. I hope you're right. Uh, Spangler, picking Grady Dick in the top 10 would be a colossal mistake. Somebody tell Danny Ainge that because I know they love him. They absolutely love him. Kay Nuren says Victor equals Sean Bradley. Oh, no. Victor Wambanyama is far more talented. His skill set is just deeper and different than Sean Bradley. Yeah. He is not a center. He has openly talked about the fact he will not play five. He will not play the center. He's just different. Brady Cook. Uh, who do the Jazz go after in free agency? Well, it's funny you bring that up. Did you guys hear the Bradley Beal story today? That Bradley Beal and the Washington Wizards 
have agreed that should the likely scenario become reality that the Wizards are rebuilding, that the two will work together to find a new home for one of the only no-trade clause, ironclad no-trade clause in the contract for Bradley Beal. You know. Ironclad. And I think he's a tremendous fit on this team. Can you imagine this team with Walker Kessler at the five, Larry Markinen at the four, and Bradley Beal at the three? Can you imagine that as your front line? It's tough. That would be That's amazing. Tough, bro. That is tough, bro. That would be amazing. Um, and then it takes a lot more pressure off your point guard, yeah. whoever that might be. Um, I think your myriad of options at the two. Yeah. That's yeah, what I mean, Anthony Black makes a lot of sense in the draft. You yeah. You can get Bradley Beal, then you got Anthony Black bringing it up. Can Colin you, Sexton coming off the bench. Can you imagine Walker at the five, Laurie at the four, and Brad Beal at the three? See, that's a foundation right there. That is a foundation of greatness. I mean, yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think, I think Bradley Beal is the guy, the score that this team's needed for a while. Yeah. I think that Brad and stop saying Bradley. It's Brad Beal. Oh, sorry, Brad. Sorry, Mike. Sorry, Mike. It's Michael. Mike Malone. Michael. <laughs> you guys remember that? They were, uh, I, I can't remember who was interviewing him. They were like, uh, so Mike, let's talk about your team. And he's like, yeah, let's do that. But it's Michael. Thanks. <laughs> like, who? If sorry, you felt these balls. Sorry about that. Giancarlo Stanton. Remember when it was Mike Stanton? Yeah. You don't. Yeah, I do. Do you really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Giancarlo. In Florida. Florida. It's exactly right. It's exactly right. Like it is, yeah. I think it's it's ridiculous. It is. It's going to be it's interesting. Mitchell, not Mitch. Exactly. But if you look at if you look at this roster, and you ask yourself, well, you know, what happens when you lose Talon Horton Tucker and Rudy Gay? And I know he's the center of the future, but Damian Jones. The center of the future, we got our guy. Yeah. No, you didn't. Um, but if you think about what this roster looks like and you look at the guys that are legitimately on this team. Yeah. And you say to yourself, hey, you know, Laurie Markkinen's making 17. Collins making 17. Ochai's making four. Walker's making three. Like, those are the guys you're married to. Chris Dunn's a guy that should be here, in my opinion. Uh, Luka Samanich, I think, has shown you he belongs. You know. But you, you practically have, I mean, on paper, I think you have $45 million. But you practically have $60 million. Yeah. You can do what you want to do. And you could absolutely do that. Uh, Tanner says, uh, Jazz getting Bradley Beal the first step to a championship? Could be. Spangler, watching Sean Bradley play literally made me nervous. Seriously, what a terrible story. Lee Jensen, but did we want his contract and no trade clause problems? I mean, if the guy, I, I would have to believe he's fully engaged and ready to rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah, you I think so. Be. You have to be. I think so. Can't afford not to be. I think so. Uh, Adam Solomine. Oh, the NBA. 
Yesterday you said nobody watched San Diego State UConn because San Diego State was in it. That's not what we said. It's not what we said. The numbers are in San Diego State UConn beat the NBA playoffs all the games. Who said, okay, you should go back and watch the show yesterday because we never said that. And by the way, comparing the NBA to college basketball is not possible. There are two different games, two different genres, two different two different groups. Yeah, you're two comparing demos. apples and cactuses. Yeah, you, it, there's no comparison at all. Salty drunk, listen enough. Uh, listen enough with the Walker Kareem Kessler talk. Yeah, seriously. Walker Kareem Kessler. What are you must? Big dog O Town. That Bradley Beal deal should be Jazz priority. Question: Will he want to come here? Well, that's the real question. Would they have access to him? When probably not. Because he's got a full no trade. OG Gary, VW at best will be Minute Bowl. Likely case, Jag, Bust, and Aussie Greg Oden. I think Victor Wambanyama, I think the best case. He's a perennial all-star. Who's I I don't see any way he ever becomes an NBA MVP. Why? Because I just, I, his body doesn't, his body and... Well, that's the X factor, right? His, But I think the other thing is, I feel like there's a mental hesitation for him to do what's necessary to be the best. Well. Because he already is saying, I won't play the five, I won't play the five, I won't play the five, I won't play the five. Well, bro, and I'm just asking, have you asked yourself, have you asked yourself, Okay, you want to play the four then, right? You want to play the four. Um, Let's look at the NBA best power forwards. Let's just, because I'm guessing Victor Wamban Jermama after he searched best NBA power forwards, right? I'm I'm guessing. Because how does he match up with Anthony Davis? And how does, I mean, um, if if you look um, at um, Julius Randle. Julius Randle will fuck him up, dude. Like you know, I'm just tell me how you really feel, bro. I'm just asking. Now, Victor, look, dude, I love you, man. I don't actually. I don't know you. I like you. How are you gonna guard Giannis? You don't want to be a five. You want to be. You want to play the four. Don't you know who I am? How are you gonna guard Giannis? By the way, when they pick and roll that ass into Drew Holiday, now what? Because you don't want to be a five, so you don't want to play Bropez. I'm just curious. How are you, and, and I know it's a crazy question, how are you going to guard, how are you going to guard a guy like Carl Anthony Towns who's playing the four these days? How are you going to guard a guy like, well, he won't play, he's busy having sex, but Zion Williamson. How are you going to guard Jaron Jackson? How are you going to guard Scotty Barnes, Evan Mobley, John Collins? Like, how are you going to guard Julius Randle or, God forbid, they they wind up sicking you on Kyle Kuzma? Like, these are all different skill sets. And let's just stop. How are you stopping Larry Markkinen? You're not. Because what are these dudes going to do? They're going to put their shoulder into your breasts, your your chest. They're going to knock you over. 
and you're not going to get the call because you're a young foreign rookie. Okay, let's not even judge him on year one. Year two. A year from now, if you put on body muscle, like significant muscle in... Can, I, think, I don't know about significant, but I think muscle, yeah. I mean, these are the real questions. Like, okay, you don't want to be a five. Those are the power forwards in this league. And don't forget, he's not playing summer league, allegedly. And you want to be the best player ever and just explain to me how that's possible. Yeah. Ron Nolan says Monty F-bombs are seven today. Great. Could be. Uh, Kane Nuren, Victor needs 50 pounds of muscle before he can become a star. I don't 50 pounds of muscle on that guy is, he looks like the incredible. I think 20 pounds though. Certainly. Sure. Uh, Keaton Critchlow, VW, uh, Embiid versus VW. Good Lord. Um, And I think this is what guys like VW don't think about. In France, they were scared of you. In the NBA, they're targeting you. It's just simple truth. You know. In France, they were scared of you. You were hunting in France. Now you're the hunted. And they're, if you're not going to match up with them, they're going to pick and roll you into that matchup. Yeah, it's not up to you. What are you going to do when LeBron James cruises up? Like, I, I, I just don't know how he rationalizes this. At his size, with his long-ass legs, and he can't shoot the three right now. And maybe, hey, look. I understand the kid is like 14 years old. I totally understand it. <laughs> maybe, hey, well, maybe once them balls drop, maybe you can play in the... I'm kidding. You're 19 years old. Yeah. And you're a giraffe running around out there, dude. It's a tough way to make a living. And it, it, it Victor Wambanyama is going to have to switch his mentality. Instead of doing what's best for you... Do what's best for the team. Concept you and your sticky fingers probably find hard to grasp. Because that's what's for you. Yeah, well. Gilstrap, as a Thunder fan, oh, fuck, here we go. I'm curious, what's your take and thought on OKC Thunder this coming season? You know, Gilstrap, I liked you a lot more before you rolled out the as a Thunder fan take. Are you are, are are you just are you a Thunder fan or are you just saying that because you're actually a cock, not a Thunder fan? Well, I mean, just looking at their depth chart, the biggest Skunk. problem the, the biggest problem they have is Lugan Stort. Yeah. Because I actually think he's a, a block. He's not a help. And he's making $15 million. Which and doesn't got, seem like a lot, but for Buddy, it is. And, and he's got $49 million guaranteed remaining. <sighs> Riddle me this, Gil Strap. Is Chet Homer in healthy all year? And is he developed? Because if he is, Chet Holmgren standing next to Josh Giddy terrifies me. Yeah, it does. And that's not even with Kenrick and Jalen. And I think their development timeline is faster than Houston's, for sure. Oh, my God. Yeah. They, they should be a mid-table Western Conference team. Yeah. And if they're not, how quickly can they trade Shea Gilgis-Alexander? Yeah, I think you still got two seasons of him there, dude. I think, I think you got time there. He starts his new contract this year making 33.3. Yeah. You're going to be on a short leash. If they do not win, and I think they would, there's no way, all things being equal, if Jalen, Josh, and Chet are healthy with Shea Gilgis Alexander, how is that not like a four or five team in the West? Agreed. Because Chet's, Chet is actually a guy that I would, I'd pay real money for. 21 years old. Dude, 
That is a Kevin Durant frame. That's a Kevin Durant frame. And he's shown he can play that game. He's shown he's on the bounce. So we'll see. I mean, I, I'm curious. I'm curious. I'm curious what happens to him. Kay Nuren says, Monty needs a swear jar. I probably do. Dude, why are you guys obsessing on this? Like, what? What? Like, why do we care? I'll never curse again. Fine. Jerks. Amen, Gilstrap, Salty Drunk says. Here we go. Uh, them dudes ain't going to be able to guard Victor either. Oh. Oh, please. Oh, really? There's significant tape of Victor not being able to operate with his back to the basket. And in this league, in the NBA, if you can't operate with your back to the basket, you're not going to score. At his, in his at the four, and if he plays like a and let's surmise he plays a three four, right? He he'll be that three four guy. At the three four, do you know the defense is at a very high level? Even LeBron today is a really good defender now. Yeah. So like the three four, and that's what people don't consider. Well, they won't be able to guard him. Okay, well he's not just going to jump over dudes. Not the I mean. Are you really telling me he's just going to jump over Giannis? Are you really telling me he's just going to jump over Julius Randle, who's all elbows? But think about guys like Jason Tatum, bro. The 6'10 yeah. wing player in this league. Yeah, if if you're if you're playing, I mean, if if we're thinking he's a three. Now you got real problems, bro. He can't play the three. Not in the league, man. Are you, are you serious? You might be able to get that done overseas, but not in the NBA. I don't see any way. Like, you're talking about Kawhi Leonard now. You're talking about DeMar and Tatum and hey, LeBron and Brandon Ingram and Mikhail Bridges and Andrew Wiggins and, I mean. Best players in the league, OG man. Ananobi. You're talking about having to deal with. Do you, do you want Victor Wambanyama to go up against a Dylan Brooks? That's not a matchup I would want for him. That's the, it, it's just not. Do you want him going up against a, a, a guy like a Stayward? Okay, I, I shouldn't. I should not have. Look at me. Could, could he get by Sadiq Bay <laughs> or Salt Bay? Uh, I would not want him playing the three. Nah. Because he can't defend Jason Tatum. Can he defend Kawhi Leonard? Can he defend LeBron James? No. Can he defend Jason Tatum? No. Well, nobody has been able to defend those guys. Okay, second cut. DeMar DeRozan. No. Kevin Durant. No. Devin Booker. Hold on. You just rolled out Kevin Durant in the second cut. Yeah, as a three. What do you mean as a three? Well, he's technically a power forward. Okay. Is he better than Kawhi, Kevin Durant or Kawhi Leonard? Uh, right now, you wouldn't take Kevin? Fuck, no! Are you Kawhi? Yes! Did you see your boy fail and sputter? <sighs> yeah, I know, because Kawhi did so much. When he was healthy, he was dominant. Well, but that is... <laughs> They're old and broken down. I'm still taking Kawhi over Kevin. Dude. LeBron or Kawhi? LeBron. LeBron or Kevin? Mm, LeBron. LeBron or VW? Your mom. Case in point. Hey, you start talking shit. You know what I mean? But that's like, those are the conversations we're having. Those are the conversations we're having right now. Yeah. Like, it's really difficult. It's really difficult to... If you're Victor Wambanyama, where do you slot in? Like, that's the thing I don't understand. Yeah. 
But San Antonio is a big man factory, so they'll find a way. They'll find a way. You know, they will. They'll figure it out. But how come they haven't found a way in the last five years? Because they haven't had talent. No, I'm not playing this game with you. To what do I owe this pleasure? They haven't had any talent. Who's the kid that's in Atlanta now? Yeah, but come on. Come on, man. Come on. Come on, man. Come on. Come on, man. Come on. They've had talent. They've had talent. They haven't spent money. Call it what it is. I- I'm talking they have about not real spent talent, money, dude. Tom Dean says maybe VW just needs bucked up. I think he does. Oh, man. Yeah. I think he does. Guys, don't forget tomorrow, buckedup.com. Uh, 45% off the entire day. The biggest sale day of the year at buckedup.com is tomorrow, June 15th. 45% off. Use promo code Monty to get, get your uh, t- extra 20% off at checkout at buckedup.com. Dudes, I'm telling you, here are my top products. Depending on what you do, workout or not, if you're trying to be healthier, creatine every single day. Yeah. Collagen peptides every single day. You need their greens every single day. All of it, 45% off tomorrow. Buckshot, it's a must. Work it into your daily repertoire every single day. Buckshot from Bucked Up. Clean, long-lasting energy shot. I'm telling you, it's 100 milligrams of caffeine, but it's got great ingredients, keeps you up and rolling every single day, 45% off tomorrow. All of their line of protein. If you're a gym guy, all of their proteins, 45% off tomorrow. If you're a gym clothing guy, if you're a jogger guy, 45% off tomorrow. Tanks, what do you bench? String tees, the classic, iconic now, bucked up t-shirt, 45% off Do you off even tomorrow. lift? Like, it's, it is amazing to me. The sale that Bucked Up has going on tomorrow, you guys, it is the single greatest sale of the year. From Buck Bars, they're, I'm telling you, they're BCAAs. They're racked BCAAs. You got to have it, 45% off. Their legendary antler uh, velvet extract, 45% off. It's all 45% off tomorrow, and that does not even account for they're pre-workouts. They're woke AFs. They're BAMFs. Yeah. It's all 45% off. Go and get it tomorrow, buckedup.com. If you've been thinking about the Pixie Pump that we've told you so much about, get the watermelon Pixie Pump, 45% off tomorrow. It is the day of days at buckedup.com. I'm telling you guys, you can get the energy drinks, 45% off. I'm telling you. Uh, Giggity says, is there a preferred bucked up location to visit? Yes, the store in Orem, Utah. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. The Monty program. It's phenomenal. Now, guys, remember, remember that you do not get 20% off in store using promo code Monty because it's already discounted at the store level. Also remember that when you go into the store, make sure you tell them, hey, Monty sent me in. Hey, Monty. You know, you guys support the Monty show. So appreciate you guys doing that. Tanner says, so on Monday, I had the Miami bucked up and my expectations for it were really high. Overall, it was good, but it was a little sour, but that's just me. Yeah, a little sour. The Miami bucked up was sour. Yeah, I don't know what you... uh, I'm not sure what part of that is sour. I don't know. You got a different palate than me, dude. You know. Uh, Capazzo says the bucked up store in the Jeezy is great. Dude, yes, Capazzo, it is. have you been to Super Chicks yet? 
Yeah, Capazzo, have you been to Super Chicks yet? If you live in St. George, go to Super Chicks, man. That's one of the best Super Chicks in the chain. Yeah. Uh, Neville 93 says, I wanted to ask you guys if uh, you guys know how the Jazz are, are, who the Jazz are bringing in this year. I don't think you'll know until after the draft yeah. because I think they are focused on making the right decisions in the draft. Well, the draft is always where this organization's faltered. I mean, that's, you know, and, and I'm not historically, in that's back, very true. Historically, that this is where Danny, this is, this draft is why Danny Ainge is here. That's what I'll say. It's why you brought the Angenator in to get the draft right and to build your team. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Uh, Salty Drunk says, hey, Monty, Tanner gave permission for the voice to make a comeback. Guys, yeah. guys, 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 guys. Can't do it, man. Cannot do it. Cannot do that, that voice related to Tanner. Uh, Capazzo says, still have not been to Super Chicks. Ooh. Bro, you got you to gotta get in there, still man. Still have not you been to get in Super there, bro. Chicks. Come on now. I'm telling you. Come on you, now. You, got, you guys got to be doing it. Uh, I think if I had to guess... I think I I do think there's a forty five percent chance they trade the ninth pick. Yeah, I think there's a chance they do that because I think they are going to be aggressive. I think I think Jordan Clarkson won't be back. I think Rudy Gay. I think THC. Like you're going to see significantly different names and faces in those horrendous uniforms. Yeah. Um. But I think you're going to see they're going to be very systematic about their news rollouts. I think including things like um, the TV deal. I think the I all think the of TV that. deal will be a massive rollout. I, I think, think it has blow to that be. thing up. I think it has to be, and I think they know what that deal is now. I think they know what that deal is now, but yeah. it could be wrong. Um, all right, all right, okay, okay. Let me ask you guys about um, which one? I think Jordan. Let's go Jordan. Time to piss some people off. 25 years ago today. Today. The GOAT became the GOAT. Yeah. This is not a push off. Is this the dagger? This is not a push-off. I'm yeah. sorry to tell you. Yeah. This is not a push-off. And I think when you look at Russell, notice something. I just want you to look at his pelvis. Sorry. Look at his hips. Look at where are they going? Where are they going? Well, uh, they're going an opposite direction of where Michael Jordan's right foot is going. And believe it or not, and I know people will doubt me on this, I've had this conversation with Michael Jordan once. And he, I've never thought about this until, and this was during my time at Sporting News Radio, I believe. But if you look at, and this is probably the best shot of it, his hand is not fully on Russ's ass. It's not like a full push and grab. And the other thing is in this shot, I think it's clearly, clearly seen. Jordan's got the brakes on right there and Russ is starting to run. And I, I it's not a push off. Yeah. 
And the bottom line is, uh, he still had to make the shot. And by the way, the play was over after Jordan's first step. Because that's the only way you get in that position as a defender. Yeah, he was by him. Yeah. But, I mean, I think you look at that right there. Look at Russ is running and Jordan is stopped. You can't, you cannot cross over as a defender. You can't do that. No. Look at his hips and shoulders are turned. He's running the other direction, bro. And Jordan's got the brakes on his right foot. Like it's so, it, it, And I understand why Jazz fans want to say that oh, that's a Waves push in off. Opposition. That's a push off. Waves in opposition. Not a push off. No. What it is, though, is the single greatest shot in NBA history. It's just the facts of the case. Uh, salty drunk. That's your biomechanics expert now, Monty. Is there nothing you can't do? Nothing. Just ask your wife. Oh, uh, hell! Damn. <laughs> Come on, that was a little funny. Uh, Greg Hawkins, LMAO, wrong market to be talking about this play. Facts. Mike Phillips, the heartbreaking thing is that there were still three seconds left, and Stockton got a great look at a three and barely missed it. Yeah. <laughs> Giggity, NBA logo should be changed to that image. Agreed. Don't disagree. J.K. Marshall, MJ was the best. Yes, he was. Capazzo, straight up push off. The clip is what PG-13 has used to perfect it. I agree with you. PG-13's push off is elite. Right, but I mean, I don't see how his push off can be elite when Joe Ingles lives in his head rent free. <laughs> <laughs> what a joke. Joe, Joe Ingles, it's PG, he owns him. Yeah. He, he, he owns him. Yeah. Uh, Gilstrap says uh, no push off there. Uh, MJ uh, worked, buddy. <laughs> Gary says uh, no push off. I agree. Uh, Tanner says Jordan was the goat, but that shot is a lot of is in a lot of people's mind. Yeah, well, I agree. Gary says forty five percent off everything. Buckedup.com tomorrow. Boom. Absolutely, absolutely right. Um, hot take: the Bulls still would have won. Yeah, they would have. Yeah, they would have. Uh, salty drunk. That's your clickbait right there, Monty. Well played, sir. I don't think that's a hot take, Greg. Utah is cursed. Oh God. Why do all of our Utah listeners be like, oh man, dude, 1984. That was the last moment of joy I ever had as a sports fan. Michael Jordan <coughs> ruined my life. <coughs> I named my daughter. <coughs> Kesley Paxson because of that game. Dude. Kesley. Kesley. Jazz fans are just impossible with, with Jordan, dude. Capasso says, got to go to shift change, fellas. Thanks for a great showroom today. Thanks, Capasso. Good to see you, buddy. Uh, Gilstrap. Jordan was once asked if his 95 Bulls team could beat LeBron's Lakers, and he said yes, but it would be very close. When asked why, Jordan responded, well, we are a lot older now. See what he, see what he did there. Uh, big dog O-Town. Key point is, uh, in, in this silly debate, he made the shot and no push off. Thank you. Brady Cook, when do the Jazz announce their TV deal? Not soon enough. Yeah, exactly. Not soon enough. Not soon enough. I don't, you know what? People have been telling us that, I know that they have talked to several people, but their two main contenders are the KSL Network and... Um, Ion Scripts. And I 
I would love it to be announced now. Mm-hmm. I think before Pie and Beer Day, they will announce it. Uh, Victor would have blocked that shot. No, Victor would have been on the ground. Victor wasn't even boiling in his dad's bag yet. It was 25 years ago. Tanner Plummer, have you looked at the history of Utah sports? A compelling argument can be made that Utah is cursed. No. <laughs> no. Tom Schultz, caught your Cincinnati Bearcats take. You're clueless. Yeah, I'm stupid. I'm not, I'm not very smart. No, I'm, nobody's, nobody's you like arguing. How, you like how dude has never been in here before? And he just rolls in randomly with a, with a hey, yeah, your Cincinnati take sucks. All hey, right, uh, thanks, man. Thanks. Hey, you're stupid. On to Cincinnati. I'm happy to debate you on Cincinnati. It's an easy debate, dude. Uh, Kenyon, What's your take? Do you Ken, think Kenyon Martin? Um, and his leg is still broken. And Luke Fickle is at the broad stop in Kenosha. On to Cincinnati. Hey, but we'll see. Time will tell. Uh, Derek Roche, the Jazz and the Pack are in the same media deal meetings. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, Tom Schultz says, longtime lurker. Bring it. I'm t- uh, Dude, nobody here hates Cincinnati. Every Cincinnati fan is triggered. No, every Cincinnati fan has little brother syndrome. Luke Fickle's a prick. He wasn't the reason Cincinnati. we won. Yeah, okay. Listen. Sorry if you're offended by that. Not today, Tom. Not today. Uh, welcome to the chat, Tom. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Damn, <laughs> bro. Now. You can still push someone while they're running. Well, he shouldn't have been running, and it wouldn't have mattered. <coughs> no. Um, all right. Real quick, PXG Golf Clubs. Have you yeah. guys ever been fitted for clubs? Not before today. Jake got fitted for PXG Clubs today. Mm-hmm. Jake spent $3,000 on golf clubs today. $3,100. Oh, I'm sorry. $3,000 on golf clubs today. Thank you. Uh, and they don't make him better, apparently. Allegedly. Uh, what'd you think of the fitting? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was interesting. You know, I, I think that there are definitely aspects of golf clubs that you need to be right. I mean, you know, I, I it was really interesting. Like, I, I'm not a nerd on golf clubs yet. I don't fully understand everything that the guy's talking about. But right. But, you know, like when he's like, hey, here's here's a regular shaft. Here's an extra extra stiff or regular or stiff or whatever it is, the different settings. Like he's like, yeah, this one's better for you because you're a little bit stronger. You swing a little bit harder than most people. So the club needs to keep up with you. Like, you know, I was like, all right, that make that, you know, that makes some sense. And you can feel the difference. And, you know, again, because, you know, I'm not good at golf yet, like, you know, giving me a certain type of club is not going to fix my slice on my driver. I didn't understand why he kept giving you the super stiff rod. Yeah. You know, I don't, I, I, I have no idea, bro. I, I, I'm not really sure what that was about, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll review that. So Jake gets his clubs and it's my turn to step up because I needed some wedges that I did not get. So the guy hands me a seven iron. Now, you're a graphite shaft guy, right? Because you've already got a set of PXGs. I'm a graphite guy. And he hands you a steel. He hands me a steel shaft, seven iron. Regular stiffness. Step up to the plate, Mofo. Step up to the plate. Swing the hell out of that club. Snap the shaft in half. Literally. <laughs> Literally. I don't know what happened. And I'm sure it's just that that club was worn out. 
That's not the story I'm going with. It was awesome to go down there. He's in, he's in South County and uh, grabbed the club, swung it as hard as I could, and snapped that shaft in <laughs> half. A steel shaft snapped in half. You're welcome, boys. Ding. I do what I can do for you to live vicariously through me. And yeah, it was awesome. But it was fun. You it know, was, it was fun. I, I, I think that, you know, the thing. So when we first got clubs, you got your PXGs and then I got a $300 set off Amazon. And we did that intentionally because we wanted to see the difference, you know, and and there's obviously a quality difference. But I think the thing that you don't consider as a new golfer is like the quality of the grip on your clubs, yes. which absolutely torches my hands on a regular basis. Like, you know, you, you think about, um, you know, the size of the club face, like all these different little settings and things that you can tweak on a golf club. And you put those together and ultimately it helps you a little bit, you know, now again, it's not, you, you can't fix being a crap golfer. You can't fix, you know, the club's not going to fix, like, for me, slicing my woods and drivers. That's not um, The club's not fixing that. That's just impossible. But I do think that it's worth it if you're going to golf regularly, and we golf regularly. You know, if you're golfing three, four times a week, I do think it's, it is it, it is proper to go get fitted. Because, like, for you, we were, we were talking to, to our, our guy, Garrett at PXG, and he was talking about the fact that there's a big misconception that everyone thinks, oh, well, really tall guys need longer golf clubs, right? Because you're taller, yes. so you need a longer club. But that's actually not true for every single tall guy. A lot of taller people have longer arms, so it makes up for the difference, right? Because uh, because your arms are longer, you're still going to be able to use a regular club. So it was just fascinating hearing right. him talk about all these different things. I mean, this guy is a guru with building clubs and understanding this and that it just it was it was almost like a like an information overload but but it was it, i it was fun it was fun yep uh tom says yeah you know playing sec sec teams in ny6 bulls we won't be ready bro you lost to the three teams that mattered on your schedule last year yeah dude you lost to the three best teams you played like it, it, it why do you want to fight this last year you lost to Arkansas, UCF, Tulane, and Louisville. The three best teams that you play. The four best, or excuse me, four <coughs> best teams in your bowl game. And I, I, I don't understand this about Louisville fans. What is it about Louisville in 2021? You went 13-1 and one and you play in the American and you got destroyed by Alabama in the Cotton Bowl. You were never in the game. And what was your best win that year? Miami, Murray State, okay. East Carolina, SMU, Tulsa, Tulane, Navy, UCF. And, oh, you beat Houston in the American Championship game. And then you showed up at the Cotton Bowl and got fucking waxed. <laughs> and this is the thing I don't understand, dude. It's not like you repeatedly, like, oh man, every single year, we have shown that we belong. Throw out 2020. Okay, everybody throws out 2020, right? You went seven and two in the American in 2019. And I'm, I'm st I still maintain... You lost the only game that mattered at Ohio State. And you didn't lose it by a little bit, I might add. No, 42 to nothing. 
And then you lost back-to-back to Memphis. And congratulations for beating Beast. Like, you don't have some track record of, holy shit, we've got to have them in our conference. I don't understand how Cincinnati's not in the SEC. What's up, motherfuckers? Why can't we just truth tell? You guys have had a solid G5 small conference lifestyle. That's the truth about Cincinnati football. You didn't play anybody. And then you showed up against Alabama and you got your ass kicked. Trust me, I know I'm a Notre Dame fan. We don't play anybody. And then we showed up with Manti Teo's dead girlfriend against Alabama and we got our ass kicked. This is Coach Saban. But I'm not the one sitting here saying Notre Dame, best school in the world, man. Well, I'm disrespected. No, you're not, Cincinnati. You're not disrespected. People just tell the truth and you get pissed off about it. Facts of the case, dude. You're not better than BYU. You're not better than, are you better than Houston? Okay, cool, I'll give you that. Congratulations. You're better than Houston at football. Wow, man. Fuck, I was, you're, you're amazing. I don't understand this about Cincinnati. It's the same thing I say about Utah fan. Every time most Utah fans roll into the country, you're, you don't know what you're talking about. And here's the problem for Cincinnati fan. Utah is 10 times better than Cincinnati. 10 times better. And what does Cincinnati fan always do? Wow, Utah, nothing Utah. Utah's got back-to-back Pac-12 championships. They beat USC multiple times consecutively, and they went to the Rose Bowl, and they took Ohio State to the limit. Yeah. It wasn't 42 to nothing. Like, I hate, I hate that we can't have honest conversations about teams. Cincinnati does not suck. You haven't played anybody. You didn't earn your spot. You didn't earn your spot. It's plain and simple. That's what it is. You didn't earn your spot. Oh, you're, Cincinnati. you're a mid-major. You're tiny. Okay, congratulations. You're about to suck for the next five years because you just walked into the big boy conference. Too bad. You just, you just walked into the big boy's bathroom now. Okay, the, the urinals aren't low down here anymore. They're way the fuck up here, and you don't have a stool. I'm so tired of defensive, likes to fight Cincinnati fan. You have no idea what the truth is about your school. No idea. Same thing I say to everybody but USC fans because they're legitimately good. Everybody but Georgia fans because they're legitimately good. Cincinnati fan? Dude. Houston fan? Dude. Even if you'd like to be. Old Miss fan. Old Miss fan, dude. Two words, lane train. That's who you are. <laughs> Tarmac. Right? That's who you are. Cincinnati fan? Probably don't want to watch the Big Ten. Just, just turn the shit up. Like, don't even turn on the Big Ten network, man. Please. Please. Are people myron. Please. Don't. Don't. Because Luke Fickle got out at the exact right. Do you think if, wait, wait a minute. Cincinnati's so good, why did Luke Fickle leave? Um, 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 I mean, it's the Natty. Nobody leaves the Natty. Um, Nobody. Mm. He, he went to a better program, because guess what? Wisconsin's a better program than Cincinnati. 
It's a better program. You're... I guess that's Pac-10. Yeah, I feel better. Yes, Utah State fan. Why don't we ever get respect? Dallin Levitt came here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Dallin Levitt. Congratulations. Con- con- Dallin Levitt. Um, Tom Schultz. Hilarious. Pac-12 wins with a limping USC. A limping USC. They have the Heisman Trophy. A limping USC? A limping USC. Right. Do you watch football? Yeah. A limping, do you know how good USC was last year? <coughs> and they're way better this year. You show up to USC this year, dude. They'll drop 60 on Cincinnati. Don't get off the bus. Yeah. Because your mom's going to cry. I'm serious. Don't get off the bus. I need to go home. Your mother will go home. When's the parade for USC, dude? Yeah. Because you're ripping... Hey, Cincinnati fan, you're ripping USC? Dude, I'm serious. There's free rehab in this country, bro. No. You're you're really Cincinnati fan. Hey, Cincinnati fan, you're really ripping USC. Do you have no do you have no idea who who you are, where you are? Do you do you have no like No, I guess not. There's a lot of things you can say about this show. That we're biased to USC is about the last fucking thing anybody would say about this show. Yeah. Nobody, oh man, that show is so, fight on bro. Nobody will ever say that about this show. Nobody. Because somebody can't say a nice thing, cannot bring himself to say a nice thing about Lincoln Riley. Oh dear. Oh my. And you want to come in here and turn this little clan into the defenders of Troy. Thank you for that 45k enrollment so clueless who cares who cares what is that why do we care about what does that have to do with with cincinnati football being mid what what is okay cool who cares who cares it drives me and and utah state fan is the perfect example of this oh aggie tears bro logan smells like shit but we still win football games actually you don't you don't. So wait, let me get this right. You, you don't. Let me get this right. You're rolling out a stat about Cincinnati having 45,000 people enrolling in their school. USC's got 44,000, and that was in 2016. And you're at 45,000, and, and you can't win football games. So what do you mean? What does 45 have to do with you Jesus. winning or losing football games, dude? Tom Schultz. Oh, you see one with some coach named Brian Kelly. Uh, Mark D'Antonio, who both left for better schools. Uh, hey, oh, he, went to, he went to Notre Dame, and now he's at LSU. Family. He. By the way, again, your mom's going to cry. He actually beat Alabama. Cincinnati did not. Guy. You're you're making me. You yeah, ain't breaking me. You making me. They both left for better jobs. As did Luke Fickle, who's <laughs> Maybe your mom didn't go to heaven. I don't think she did. <laughs> like, dude, you're making me. You're not breaking me. Oh my God. And dude, I like the argument. Let's see. 
Tom Schultz, did he leave for Utah, BYU, Oregon State, and Washington State? Who cares? What does that, have to, does it, <laughs> what does that have to do with the price of bratwurst in Madison, Wisconsin? Like, What does that have to do with anything? Who cares? I'm not talking about BYU, you're Utah, not, dude, Oregon State. You're not getting around the fact that Utah is a better program than Cincinnati. By the way, Oregon State go. beat Oregon at home last year. Oregon State's a better program than Cincinnati. Oh, my God. Absolutely. <laughs> you're so finished. Name the destination jobs. Uh, Notre Dame and LSU. Next. Any he, questions? Your hero, Brian Kelly, <laughs> left for Notre Dame and LSU. Destination jobs. I'm going to say those are destination jobs. By though. the way, Luke Fickle bailed on that air. From, he left Cincinnati <laughs> for Madison, Wisconsin. Do you know how much Madison sucks? Do you know I how? Mean, look, it's no Utah, but it'll do. Do you know how bad Madison, Wisconsin <laughs> is? Do you under like guy? You're Dude, hurting. Dude, you're killing yourself hurt, here, man. Like, I just feel like, I just feel like I am sitting here repeatedly kicking you in the dick, like over and over Hiscock. and Hiscock. over and over. Hiscock. Hiscock. Wow, where are the destination jobs? Notre Dame and LSU, and apparently Madison, Wisconsin. Hi, brother. You, dude, I, I don't know what to tell you here. Like, this is you, you, like, I don't know why you want to fight this fight, bro. What? Uh, it, I, and I'm just curious. What what team in the Big 12 do you think Cincinnati's beating? What team is it? Because it better you better say UCF. Oh, they beat you already. You better say BYU or Houston. Because other than that, and I have no, no. Yeah, Greg, the yeah. University of Cincinnati. Yeah, you know. Hey, who's giving the commencement speech this oh, year? Cincinnati. At Cincinnati. Oh, Pete Rose. Pete Rose. What's wrong? Barry Larkin was busy. <laughs> I could go on and on naming illustrious Cincinnati luminaries. Hey, man, what about Concepcion? I love the conversation, Guy, Tom. Like, you're, I don't even know. It's not personal. It's just Cincinnati sucks. <laughs> it's not personal. Dude. <sighs> well, that's true. Can beat mighty Iowa State. I, I'm warning you. See, like, and this is the shit that I don't understand why people do this. Look, well, Guy. Have you paid attention to Iowa State at all? Or you I think what you literally just did here, and I how could have be we wrong. not have a tra- how have we not had a Travis Kelsey reference yet? I could be wrong. But what I think you did here is you're like, okay, holy shit. Um where was in 2022, who was the worst team in the Big 12? Um <laughs> Hey, Iowa State sucks. They were four and eight. Uh did you look at their previous schedules? Because it's not like they were they were seven and six two years ago. 2019, like that's a team that can play some people. So I I, they, I mean they beat Texas. Yeah, I I listen, man. I hope Cincinnati runs the table. And you come back on the show and you're like, oh hey, fat ass, you are totally wrong. I hope that happens. It's never gonna.
Want to bet a ribeye steak with Teddy Wayman? I mean, Tom Schultz, hope to grab a beer next trip to SLC. Bro, I'll help you with your game. <laughs> I need help with my game. <laughs> I need help with my game. Mike Smith, sorry, you guys do make it personal when you defend Utah and BYU no matter who. What show are you talking? Yeah, what are you talking about, dude? God. <laughs> what show are you Utah's talking about? Utah's better than Cincinnati. There's no getting around that. BYU right now is level with Cincinnati. They are. They Cincinnati may beat BYU. BYU may beat Cincinnati. I don't know, bro. Right? Luke Fickle Cincinnati was better than BYU in Utah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, this is the, this is what's so funny about this. You guys endlessly like, defend Utah and BYU. Science? Nobody on this show endlessly defends anybody. There's no question. Utah is a team that gets what well, was before the college football playoff and all the changes and everything was getting to the Rose Bowl every year. They lost the Rose Bowl. Original BCS buster. Original BCS buster. But there's no getting around it, dude. Get off your damn high horse. Utah's a good football team. They will regularly beat most of the Pac-12. Now, throw them up against Georgia. Now, I know Utah's no Cincinnati, but they'll give Georgia a hell of a Stop. game, dude. They'll give Georgia a hell of a game. Yeah. I, I, listen, hell out of here. I we think, defend them to the death. I think... Utah's in a very precarious situation. I think Utah has found their way in the biggest of games on their schedule. They should have beat Florida. They didn't. Hopefully they beat Florida this year if you're a Utah fan. I'm not particularly a Utah fan or a BYU fan. What do you mean? Dude, what do you mean when's the last time Utah made a playoff game? Okay, you understand that this is a team that was... If I have to explain Utah football history to people... Mm. Great. Cincinnati made one playoff. They were gifted it, and it was widely accepted that they didn't earn that spot, dude. So if you want to die on that hill, you're more than welcome are, to, bro. Are, do we, are we really being criticized for defending the back-to-back -back Pac-12 champion Utah Utes? What are we even doing? I don't know. Tom Schultz, great conversation, dude. Yeah. Appreciate the passion. Always love the fire. Next time you're in this neck of the woods, feel free. Let's golf. Yeah, I'd play around with Golf's you, Golf's on us. Yeah. I mean, I disagree with your Cincinnati take, but I'm sure, you know, we could play golf together. Yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know. Uh, see, the LDS bias. Oh, that's what it is. I'm not Mormon, It's dude. the Mormons. I'm not Mormon. I, I, <laughs> we're not even from Utah, bro. This is a national show. Like, we're not even doing a... Yeah. It's okay. We love you guys. It's good. Man, we appreciate everybody that's here. Uh, Greg Hawkins, LOL, these big 12 dudes trying to talk about Utah football as though they're experts. Like, you have no idea what you're talking about. You know. Anyway. Tom Schultz says, Thank, sounds great. Thanks for the banter. We're jacked for the big 12, as you should be. Yeah, love I it. agree with that. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Uh, the Monty Show, as always. Presented by our good friends at The Advocates. Theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. Until tomorrow. Say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.